comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast. It's all connected. Everything. to It's All Connected, episode 106. This is Russ, and joining with me is the soul on the hiatus anyway. Uh, there wasn't really much going on, so we just kind of took a bit of a break. But we're back, uh, and so today we're going to talk a little bit of news. Uh, we're going to catch up on those final two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then we're going to talk about episodes three and four of Luke Cage. So we're going to just keep marching towards the finish line on that. I think I, think I figured it out. We'll finish it really close to when uh, Iron Fist premieres. So we're going to end up running from one to the next. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, so not a ton of news. So we'll start with that. The first bit I have, uh, it looks like maybe Liv Tyler's coming back to Infinity War. I don't know if you, if you Daryl, if you picked up, heard that rumor. No, no. Yeah, so Betty Ross might be back. Uh, in Infinity War, which I I guess makes sense in a way because Thunderbolt came back, but given that they're trying to make a connection between Black Widow and Hulk, I wonder how that's going to play out. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they'll continue that, though. I wonder if that's something that was, we, you know, like they will leave off with Whedon and stuff because I... And just go, it, we tried it, didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Let's move past it and and kind of move on. I don't, because I don't think that was received as well. No, I didn't, I, it didn't ring very true to me, but, but yeah. So, I and who knows? I mean, it, again, huge rumor. And maybe because like Natalie Portman is kind of out and Gwyneth Paltrow seems to be out. So maybe. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm thinking is maybe they kind of want to bring some kind of like grounded female element or uh, love interest element, I should say, back into the fold. Right. I mean, there's you know no Peggy Carter, so uh, so maybe that's where they're thinking with that. So it'll be interesting to see if I mean filming is going to start here pretty quick, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll know we'll know before too long on that. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's funny because they probably would have been. They could have just cast some lesser known actresses to be the love interest for the characters and gotten away with it, and they probably would have had less conflicts with, uh, you know, them being continuing to be on the in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the filming for Ant Man and the Wasp is rumored to be starting in July, which makes sense because uh, it's it's due out July 2018, so that comes mm-hmm. out. That's like the second summer movie. After Infinity War, so uh, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty busy time for Mar- for uh, for Paul Rudd. I mean, if he's going to be in Infinity War Part One and then he's going to be in Ant Man, he's pretty much going to go back to back filming. So yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'd be pretty positive that his role in Infinity War would be small enough that he can come in and 
because there's so many people are going to be in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, you know, if they're filming them both in Atlanta, I haven't, I haven't gotten the details on where they're filming it, but mm-hmm. if they're filming them both in Atlanta, that's an easy one to to work into. Right. So I can see that. I mean, and and Ant Man and the Wasp was. They already said it was going to be a small. It's not one of those movies where they're going to save the universe. It'll be right. a, you know, a, a particular story for them as characters. So, which I think that's good. They don't need, yeah, especially yeah. after Infinity War. I think we're just going to be on complete overload. Yeah, they don't need to. Uh, you know, like they could do smaller missions. I mean, they don't really have to. Every. You know, movie doesn't have to be that they save the universe. Characters right. like Doctor Strange, yes, because <laughs> it's mystical. Right, you know, right, do right. That. Um, Iron Man is usually big. You know, it's Iron Man, Cap. Uh, Cap, every movie with Cap changes the universe Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but if they did like a Black Widow movie, you know, with Hawkeye and stuff, I mm-hmm. think they could they could do that. And that means they could cut. They could pretty much film it pretty quickly. And relatively cheaply too, I right? Mean, you know, granted, right. um, you know, in the in the case of Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson's going to claim a really big paycheck, but uh, you know, if if they could keep it contained to to just her and um, Renner, then it, it's it's not going to be like Infinity War. I was I was reading no. something uh, today that allegedly Downey Jr. is supposed to get sixty five million for Infinity War. Plus mm-hmm. some kind of back end participation, which just seems really insane to me. Well, wasn't he like the only one that got that back end deal first? Like he was yeah. the that was kind of he kind of got the deal no one else got because he was the first one to take the risk. He, he ran out of movies first. <laughs> yeah, he did. He totally did. Because I think his deal was not for, for I, I can't I can't remember. I think it was maybe like six movies or something like that, or five movies. Right, and he and, had a back end deal for the first movie, uh, anyway, and that was part of what the agent for um, they got a originally Howard. Taron Howard's agent wanted more money at the end when I guess they kind of found out about that deal and kind of wanted more money for the second one because of how well the first one did and. Um, they let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not happen, buddy. Because I think Terrence Howard actually got paid more salary for the first one than Robert yeah, Downey did. Jr. did. Yeah, and that's when I think he was. And I, I, if the rumors were right, they were saying that he was angry, or the the man, you know, the agent or whatever, was angry that when they saw what the back end deal did, how much money he got for the back end deal, they felt kind of tricked or something yeah. like that. Because they didn't do that, but I think they had it. I think he had the option to do it, and he decided not to, or something like that. Yeah, there was a lot of bad. I mean, he even. I, I remember an interview. He kind of called out. He kind of blames Robert Downey Jr. for him getting, you know, him splitting the ways. So there's a lot of bad blood with Terrence Howard. Uh, oh, I bet. And the rest, but, but uh, worked out good for Don Cheadle. <laughs> right, you signed it. De- I mean, you know, you make. The decision if they you, you didn't take the back end deal that's on you i mean yeah you, you kind of had the option early but i you know but going in most actors would worry you know, this is a superhero movie yeah. you know like this is a new universe this is a character no one's heard of 
of in movies or whatever. It's not like Spider-Man or, you know, Superman or something like that. And, and you know, Downey took it, took the risk and it yeah. paid off. You didn't want to take the risk. You wanted more. You wanted the bigger check up front and you got the bigger check up front. You just don't get any of that back and yeah. money that goes with the, all the other stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, and that's how it goes. Business. That's true. That's true. That's why people, like even at work, like people, like I work with, they kind of get better. Oh, it's like, oh, this person makes more money. It's like, well, when they came to work, they negotiated a better deal. They negotiated a better deal. Yeah, they like felt that they, they were, were willing more. To, to walk. You know, they were willing to All say, right. you pay me this or I'll go find a job someplace else. And the company mm-hmm. caved. And it's like you didn't negotiate such a good deal. So that's, that's right. the way it goes. Uh, yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, we got some confirmed dates for Doctor Strange uh, on home video. So it looks like the digital release will be on Valentine's Day. So uh, what better way to to, to um, celebrate <laughs> with your significant other than with uh, Doctor Strange? Oh, yeah, because that's what your significant other would want. Absolutely. Is to, to celebrate watching Doctor Strange. Yes. So she's not one who is reading any comics or <laughs> watching yeah. any of those movies. You take a chance. You better think this through before you uh, decide to uh, give her that gift. You may be watching this movie every Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> right. While you cry to yourself with a beer. Um, All right. Look, looking at her Facebook as she's in another relationship. That's right. Moved on. Uh, and it looks like uh, February 28th for the uh, the actual disc release, which uh, I don't know if you've seen the Steelbook, the Best Buy exclusive Steelbook uh, pictures for that. But it's like the really cool Eye of Agamotto on the Steelbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so Johnny M and I are like mega excited for. Oh, you're done. I know you're yeah, both getting. Yeah, we'll be there. I, I'll actually have to pre-order it because I have a real big feeling uh, so usually with the Marvel Steel books, if you don't go within the first five minutes of a Best Buy opening, you're not going to get one. All right. Some some Steel books they have plenty of. The Marvel ones are usually really limited, so I'll have to make sure I pre-order this one uh, so I get it the day of. Otherwise, if I don't get to the store in time, they'll be they'll be gone. Uh, but no 4K, so uh, I'll be double dipping when when Disney decides they're going to go 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> buy it again. So why not? Have you seen that little? Uh, it's been all over Facebook, so I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, that's spi- the vi- they re- released a video featurette for Spider-Man: Homecoming, which kind of like points out the little bits and bobs on his costume that are right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's been released. So if, you, if yeah. again, folks, if you're on Facebook, I'm sure you've already seen it. But it's a cool little thing. Tom, like Tom Holland posted it to his Instagram, uh, where it kind of points out the webbing, and uh, I guess the web shooters are even upgraded from uh, Civil War, where they're like laser pointer switchable uh, right. webbing so that's kind of cool it kind of reminds me like the like the cartoon you know where he would switch the webbing and have different kinds of webbing for different things so they haven't really done that in the movies uh well they haven't done it at all yeah in the movies uh yeah it's all been just the cartoon and the comics they've yeah. never never done the switching of the cartridges and stuff like that i mean i i dig it it's funny because both uh, Marvel and DC have kind of done that now where they do the, you know, they put up the little, uh, thing, uh, like with the tech and you know, what yeah, the, the what the thing. suit does and, and all that kind of stuff to kind of, you know, 
it's not it's not it's not a big deal, it's not, but it's it's good easy promotion. Yeah, <laughs> you put that up, and it's it's pretty much uh, easy to to show on Instagram and and yeah. Facebook, and uh, it sells. It pretty much sells itself. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, we got an official. I feel like this is like the fourth synopsis we've got for Thor Ragnarok. I, I feel like it feels every, like it. every time we turn around, <laughs> we get another synopsis. But mm-hmm. so uh, the newest synopsis that came out. Uh, this is uh, Thor is in prison on the other side of the universe without his mighty hammer and finds himself in a race against time to get back to Asgard to stop Ragnarok. The destruction of his homeworld and the end of Asgardian civilization at the hands of an all-powerful new threat, the ruthless Hela. But first, he must survive a deadly gladiatorial contest that pits him against his former ally and fellow Avenger, the Incredible Hulk. So it's pretty much everything we've been talking about for right. a while now, but they they finally right. firmed it all up. But that that's interesting, Thor without his hammer. So uh, I didn't realize they were going to go that route with it. Makes sense. I like when you look at the comics and him not having the hammer in the comics. Sometimes it's like I want you know, like you think they they must have hinted at you know gave them a little bit of a hint of things that will happen. I wonder if he'll have just the axe, you know, that the comic for you know yeah. that Thor has been yeah. using. Yonborn, I think that's the name of the the, the axe. Yeah. yeah, even if they don't name it. Like they'll yeah. just have it that imagery of of Thor with the axe and the he'll be wearing the helmet and the Thor helmet he never wears so he'll actually have it. And they showed like we- it's funny because even the costume they showed that that cape is more like the cape that he's 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 wearing in uh, the comics these days as the uncle yeah. Thor. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like the real formal pleated thing. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of like almost like this. Uh, uh, rucksack version of a cape that he kind of wears. It can't be uh, just a coincidence. I'm no, pretty no. sure they they know a little bit. You know, yeah. You could do designs similar. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think I think the uh, Thor. I think the the Hulk, the Planet Hulk style Hulk, is going to be a huge hit. I think people are going to really go crazy about Hulk with, right. the, with the helmet and the you know in the in the you know mace or whatever he's got in the in the gauntlet and all that kind of yeah. stuff so yeah thor doesn't need uh shakespeare just yeah <laughs> but thor yeah. in battle it's not yeah it's not a big deal um you know you, you people want to see thor wilding out and you really you know you've seen like a reckless thor in the first one but you he was really subdued in the second one so you really haven't seen thor in a berserker right type you know kind of way so this is a good way of kind of being able to do that but with but since it's not on earth you don't have to worry about it you, you don't have to pull back he's not fighting humans and he's not fighting aliens again I mean, you know he's not fighting robots or right he's not not yeah and and if they knock down a building it's not in the middle of a city right. that's going to cause a problem so right see i'm excited for it i i think yeah. i think this could be a good you know i think this could finally maybe catapult the Thor movie into the the upper ranks of the of the list of movies on the on the moral right. side for me. Well, well, by crossing, you know, like putting uh, crossing teaming up Hulk and and Thor, I, it's already probably going to do twice as much as uh, any of the other previous two movies have done. Yeah, no, no doubt. Just from that alone. 
And it looks like uh, they've confirmed Doctor Strange is going to appear in Ragnarok, which we kind of, I mean, based on that, that one of the end credit scenes that Taika right. Waititi directed uh, for Doctor Strange, we kind of thought that, but they've come out and mm-hmm. said, nope, he's going to be in it. So uh, that's really good because I don't remember seeing like when they were filming, uh, I know when they were filming Thor, there was that bit uh, that they showed that thought he was going to show up in Doctor Strange, but mm-hmm. I don't remember them talking about Cumberbatch being on set for the actual filming of Thor. So my guess is it's probably all studio stuff, like you know where right. where he just wasn't shown on the set. But uh, but he's a busy man. Like I mean, he's, I he's you know Sherlock just came back and uh, for season four and Doctor Strange and now now Thor. He's 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 all over. You would think he'd have scenes with, uh, you know, homeless Odin. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, he has to find him. I mean, he knew, you know, even from the, the that thing, you know, from the uh, end credit scene of he basically said it like you're looking for <laughs> you're looking for Odin. Yeah, I'm gonna help you find him so you can get out of here because you're reckless. Yeah. So. That'd be interesting. That'll that'll definitely get some more uh, butts in the seat. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and the the last bit I news uh, ties into the TV side of things, uh, but it looks like uh, Talbot is going to be back in Agents of Shield. So makes sense because I guess they're going to tie into Jeffrey Mace's backstory. I guess they get mm-hmm. a little bit more of you know what his deal is. Right. So I guess Talbot kind of ties into that because we know Mace has some history in the military and you know prior to becoming an Inhuman and then director. So so that'll be cool. Yeah, I want to see. You know, I would love to even did an episode of just flashback of that time. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool with me for sure. Uh, but other than that, not a whole, not a whole lot of other news. I mean, filming's about to get started before too long on Infinity War, mm-hmm. so there'll be a lot of stuff coming in for that as we get closer with Guardians and Spider Man, and then I imagine before too long we'll actually get some sort of teaser trailer for Ragnarok because it's, you know, I mean, it sounds silly to say, but it's ten months away. So, right. uh, so wasn't there a rumor about the Cloak and Dagger filming? Or starting the yeah, film? Yeah, I guess the so, Runaways and, and Cloak and Dagger are going to start filming, and I guess they've given code names to, uh, to the to the you know they always give a code name to when they when they start filming, so that's going to be pretty quick. Um, at least starting to film fairly soon. Right. So, right. But yeah, yeah, we still don't have any dates, solid dates yet either for the Defenders or Punisher. So. Or Daredevil season three, for that matter. So, I imagine once uh, once Iron Fist is out, they'll, they'll probably reveal the next one. They usually kind of keep things quiet until the next show is has been out mm-hmm. for a while. So we'll and, see. Right. It's you know it's funny when they always uh, well, like uh, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio who plays uh, Kingpin in the Daredevil Daredevil uh, movies. It's funny how they. The thing is now for an actor to be like, I want to be in that. I want to yeah. be at this. Yeah. And then they post it like, you know, like if you're going to make this, I want to do it. And then they just put it on Twitter and then it yeah. becomes such Somebody a big thing now. I guess uh, I guess the the word going out now is James Gunn pitched a Moon Knight flick mm-hmm. to Marvel. 
So I'm not sure what that's all about. I don't know if it was uh, something new or something from earlier. And then I guess right. the, speaking of Twitter, I guess D'Onofrio tweeted out something that he would love to appear in and be involved in that. So right, right. That'll be interesting. I've been reading a I lot of old Moon Knight lately and the new. Yeah, Moon Knight. me too. I know you're not such a fan of the new series, but yeah, I prefer the the I'm, mix. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by it. So I'm for sure the like. I, if they do it, I'd be really curious to see how far they go because right now it's to the point where nothing is real. Like yeah. it's yeah. like you don't know if he's dreaming. You know, like it's so metaphysical right now that it's like you know. It, it's just so out there. Yeah, you almost expect um, him to do like an Animal Man, where he just meets. Yeah. Um, you know, the he just meets. I guess this was it. Lemire that's writing it. Yeah, Lemire is writing. Yeah, that. like Lemire. He has a conversation with Lemire or something. Uh, I'm almost. I expect it. Like I yeah. think. I almost think like they're going. Like part of it is to kill Nashu. I mean that's. Yeah. That's a. It seems like a game ender. <laughs> Right there, if you go that route, yeah. so I would be surprised. Like I, he should be a little crazy. He should be crazy. He should yeah. have the multiple personalities and stuff. But, um, but I don't know how people would res- even with the Marvel stamp on it. I don't know how people would respond to a just a physical, metaphysical, yeah, version. Yeah. Might so be a little too out there. Yeah, it might might be just a little, uh, and I think that would play better in a TV show because you can explore kind of the aspects of multiple personality. In a movie, that'd be kind of tough, right. you know. Right. It's a lot to digest in you know two hours or an hour and forty five minutes. Well, it's weird because if all the if all the uh, directors, he's one of the directors that likes doing Guardians because he doesn't want to play in a in the sandbox too much. Like you prefer yeah. to be kind of away from the, you know, the earth bound yeah. stuff, but he also likes kind of doing weird character stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. super or, or, yeah, I have. I've seen yeah. his other films. Yeah. So, so he, it's just, I, it's just, I don't know. Like you, would, you would think moon Knight would be the perfect Netflix series. And if they think, do a yeah. Netflix series, it's going to have to be connected. Yeah. A little to the other, pre, you know, the other shows until yeah. we were running around New York. Although, what if they did it as a movie and it actually connected to the Netflix universe? That would be interesting. Where they That's, go the other way and just say, "No, we're not connecting it to the other movies. We're going to connect it to these shows." I don't know. It could be could be interesting how they handle yeah. that. Be, be uh, we'll see. I, I I think some of that will have to change, especially with this Inhumans uh, yeah. deal going on so maybe netflix commissions it as a movie maybe marvel's like look we don't really have it in a slate we can't really figure out to work it in and then netflix just says here we'll give you yeah. you know 30 you, million and yeah i mean moon knight is cheap i mean if you yeah. you don't go too far moon knight you know you, you can do it cheap and, and gun is a low budget guy right i mean not right. to say that he prefers to work that way but he's had to work in under but you know tight budgets and stuff like right. that, so he can right. do it uh, and I think he'd be totally comfortable doing it. So uh, that'd be interesting. I mean, really interesting. Have to wait and see. But yeah, that's all the news I have. Uh, again, I, th- I think we'll we'll start to see some trickle out, and we'll be we should be back. Agents of Shield comes back this week as we record mm-hmm. this on Sunday, so we should be back to. 
you know, I would say count on us being bi-weekly, but we're going to make every attempt to be as weekly as we can. But uh, sometimes if there's just really not a lot of news uh, covering one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not much else uh, is a little light. And then, you know, of course, we're going to uh, sneak in the, uh, you know, moving forward with Luke Cage. But but again, sometimes it's just not enough to, to carry a full full episode. So we'll see. Um. But yeah, if there's definitely some big breaking news thing, we'll we'll definitely be recording that week regardless, just because uh, uh, you know that stuff is usually worthy talking about. If they drop a hot trailer or something, we'll uh, we'll come on. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start off with Agents of Shield. So the first episode we'll talk about to get caught up is uh, episode uh, uh, season four, episode seven deal with our devils so this is kind of the uh second half to really a cliffhanger episode you know episode six was you know kind of left with the team disappearing uh and and that's where things left and so we pick up this episode pretty much right at the end of of right at where the other one left off uh you know which which sometimes happens this one has that structure where we kind of see everything twice uh, yeah, yeah. And we I don't think it needed it the second time. I... Yeah, we saw this before. Like, I don't know if you like back, way back in. I think they've done it more than once, but I know for in season one, episode thirteen, that episode tracks mm-hmm. with the train where the two teams were split up, and they, right. you know they they basically told the same story twice um, from from the different teams' perspective. So that's kind of what we got uh, with this with this episode. Um, but it starts out with you know the team the team disappears because of what Eli did with the you know with the the book, <clears throat> uh, and and getting his powers and now he's just like impaling people with carbon uh, rods left and right. Uh, and I, it's funny I was I was looking at some uh, some recaps and things like that online and there's a lot of reference to him being the molecule man or having powers yeah. with the mo- molecule man and that's that when I I remember watching it I was like it kind of reminds me of that where he could just kind of conjure up whatever he wants uh, and pull it in and mm-hmm. and of, he gets more dangerous as he yeah learns his powers that kind of was the thing like yeah. the longer he was <laughs> molecule man the long the more dangerous it was. Yeah, yeah. Except for that period during Secret Wars Two, when he was just kind of like trying to live a happy home life. Yeah, that was a twist, though. Like, yeah. You, yeah, you get all the power in the world, you're basically God, and then you're like, nah, I just want to relax, watch TV and, with my lady. Right, just leave me alone. Just yeah. leave me alone, yeah. and I'll you know hang out and do my thing, and I won't go crazy and destroy the universe. Exactly. Um. So the, the once the team comes in, the rest of the team comes in. They look through the security footage. They see what happens, uh, and Daisy's convinced that they're, they're the team's still alive. So she's working. Uh, she wants to work that angle. Uh, they all agree that they need Simmons. Uh, they need her help, obviously, because this is some crazy scientific thing going on. Um, and so they need her help. And then we see Simmons. She gets black bagged. And, uh, you know, hood thrown over her head, mm-hmm. taken away uh, on this mission that Mace right. told her she was going on. In the, in you the almost think he was evil. Like, you almost yeah. think he set her up to, to get taken by the bad guys. Just yeah. to get taken, you know. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, we find out that she's there to look at Senator Nadir's brother, who is still in his cocoon. He hasn't, it's not like typical in human where he goes in the cocoon and then like what, anywhere from a couple hours to a couple days, uh, he breaks out. So he's been stuck in there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. There's been quite a bit of time has passed since uh, the inhuman, since the, the Terrigen's been released into the world. So it's been like a year, I think, where he's been stuck yeah, I think in the cocoon. So. Yeah. Um, so they're they're all getting antsy about wanting to do something it, interesting because Mace flat out lies to them about he he says oh okay I'll contact Simmons I know where she's at uh, and he flat out lies to to the team about doing it which is interesting because when we see this the events play out again uh, and Fitz is in the, the kind of the nether world or whatever he sees that that Mace is flat out lying and that he yeah. doesn't uh, he doesn't contact her and he kind of gets gets a cue as to what's going on and starts getting really upset about it. Um, oh, he's flipping. Yeah. 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 Fitz is not handling, uh, this well, <laughs> him and Simmons kind of left on, I wouldn't say bad terms, but they had a bit of a disagreement yeah. the last time. So he's like, man, and now I'm going to die. And the last thing that I, she's going to remember is getting in this argument, um, or this, you know, disagreement that we had. So he's, he's, he's kind of amped up about it. Um, at that time, Max starts to feel like he's going crazy, uh, like he's like man on a mission, zoned out, starts beating up uh, Mace's guards, hops on Robbie's bike, and then takes off uh, like he's he's possessed. Uh, and, of course, Daisy is wondering what, what's going on, so she hops in Robbie's car and, uh, you know, tails off after him. Um, but again, this is another one of those scenes where we get it to replay in the in the from the other perspective and the ghost rider, because he realizes he's in that that other dimension, needs an escape. So right. He, he leaves Robbie's body and enters Mac, which I thought was really cool because it leads to some interesting things with Mac. Uh, because we don't know a whole whole lot about Mac in general. I mean, we know he has the brother. We know uh, he's really really smart. He's an engineer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's not just you know the mechanic like when we saw him in the you know kind of like uh, like Steven Seagal in Under Siege, right? He's like, I'm just the cook. I'm just the cook. I'm just the, right. He's like, I don't want to shoot guns. I don't yeah. like shooting guns, but you do it well. I yeah. don't like. I don't want to fight, and yeah. yet you fight yeah. very well too. Yeah, he's not so, just your average auto mechanic. No, uh, no, he wheels that axe like he's done it <laughs> yes. before. It's not like he's a newbie. Nope, shotgun axes. Exactly. Um, but we, we kind of, you know, one of the things that comes out of this episode is we find that there's a bit of a darkness to Mac that we don't really know about, and I and they really mm-hmm. made it seem like it's something we're going to get more of. Um, or that we'll get some sort of, some some sort of explanation for. So you've got to, yeah. Like that pain, whatever the pain is, it's it's yes. like it's something. Even with um, like there's always like even when the inhuman thing was going on, and he kind of had that. Yeah, he got possessed for that for that minute. Yeah, yeah, and he and he kind of had that at the end of it. Like he feels responsible for you know, yeah, what happened to to. Uh, to what's his name? Trip. I forgot the trip to, to what happened the trip and and being taken over and forced to you know hurt his team and yeah like it bothered him more than it did a lot of the other members especially uh, with Coulson lying to him yeah like it, it yeah. seemed to really bother he he seemed to really jump very quickly to not trusting 
you know, Colson team for for a minute. It took it took a while for him to uh, to really trust Colson like that. Yeah. Uh, so the the other thing is Mace finally agrees to let Ada look at the Darkhold uh, and uh, and and bring her in. Um, it's 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 kind of the funny they have the the you know the um, he agrees to let Radcliffe come in. So uh, Radcliffe lets Ada look at. So he starts to look at the dark hold, and he's like, "It, it's too much. Like you can't." Yeah. He kind of closes it because he's like, "It, it, it's too much. It's, it's like uh, you turn on a faucet and Niagara Falls comes out. Like it's." Yeah, he ran from the darkness. He, yeah. he pretty much did not want to open that book. Yeah, and then they, but they kind of turn to Ada, who's an artificial life form, mm-hmm. and feels like okay, she doesn't she doesn't have a human consciousness. She's not a person. Like she could read it and figure out how to to do what needs to be done and it not be affected by it. Right. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Right. Um, I, it was a cool effect though when Ada opens it up. It's all like ones and zeros. You know, again, the whole yeah. thing with the dark hold is it's it's all like in the eye of the beholder. So whoever's looking at it is is how things show up. So it was really cool that it was like all ones and you know binary, and she's she's reading through it. Um, so she's obviously doing the research uh, mm-hmm. into it. Um, Mac finally gets to the garage in Chinatown, um, and Mac is like talking to somebody in thin air and Daisy's wondering what's going on. And of course then, you know, again, we get the rewind and we find out that Mac is, um, is, is one-on-one with, with Robbie. So again, they, they kind of interact with each other. He, he, Mac is able to see Robbie even because of the ghost rider, even though nobody else can. Um, so we cut back to Simmons. We do we we don't get a lot of Simmons in this episode, but we get those two scenes: the one in the beginning, and then now the one in the uh, towards the end of the episode. But she sees when they start checking uh, Nadir's brother's vitals, and they see everything is kind of like you know his heart rate's really high, his you know his breathing is you know everything's really high. So she orders everybody out. She kind of is able to calm him down. Um, and get him to you know to his heart rate to get back to normal because he's just like he's scared he's agitated he's he doesn't right. know what's going on. so he's he's conscious with inside the cocoon because I guess because he's been in there for so long um, and he's aware uh, so she gets him to calm down and she starts to take away parts of the cocoon and right as we're about to see his face boom she gets black bagged and taken away again so we never just yeah we never see the face but it's so weird it's like. Yeah. Out of all these scientists, because you know they had scientists come in and out of this place. Yeah. No one thought <laughs> that he might be awake inside the kid. Like, there was yeah. no. Like, as soon as she got there, she did the first thing she thought. So it's like no one thought to maybe it's like, just breaking pieces off and. Maybe he's alive in there. Maybe. I mean, if the if his body is spiking like that, it's. It's a reaction to something, so yeah. And it's funny we get um, we get a glimpse of him a little bit. So even though they kind of take her away, and the actor that plays him, um, Manish Dial, I don't know if uh, do you watch Halt and Catch Fire, uh, Daryl? No, but I know some of the cast. Yeah, so I've seen was, it in the news. Yeah, he was a bit. Uh, he he had a I guess a. Um, uh, he was in a series of episodes for season three, the, the most recent season that aired, um, and had a, a bit to play. He was he was in most of the episodes, 
uh, of that season and had a small but very impactful part to play in Halt and Catch Fire. And he, I thought he was very, very good. So I'm curious to see if they keep him. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming so since they cast him and, and kind of showed his face that that was the intention. Yeah. He'll, just, he'll show yeah. up. It's got to be. It's, uh, I, you know it's going to be two things. One thing is he's, he's got to play a part in whatever the second half of the series is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the season is going to be, and he's going to have a connection to Simmons because she was basically Betty Ross, you know, like, yeah, you know, exactly. with the Hulk, like, yes. I, you know, she She's the was Indian the only whisperer. one. Yeah, she is. That's what I first, that's what I thought. Like she was the only one that kind of talked to him. He's going to recognize her voice because he acknowledged, like she made that connection with him. Yes. It's got to save her life later because that's usually what happens. Like she yeah. shows a kindness at the right time, and you know that will pay back uh, when they need it. Yeah, maybe another addition to the team, or maybe he makes the jump. Maybe he makes the yeah. jump to the to the Inhuman show. Yeah, because um, the sister is evil. Like it's, it's, yeah, I don't trust her. I don't think no. she'll be so kind to him. I don't think she's no. she's that nice. Uh, especially how much she hates them, and it's her brother. Like, right. you would think that would make you not hate them, you know, so much like right. she does. But you know, we're gonna get that. Yeah. So that, that's that. That's a to be determined uh, mm-hmm. on, that, on that part of it. So that's pretty much all we get of of him and her. Right. Um, but we see that the the really cool effect of the the flip side of the coin, I'll say, is as the episode goes on the sepia tone gets darker and darker and darker. So, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Cause when it starts out, everything's really bright and then it just gets darker and darker and darker because slowly they're, they're fading out of reality. So unlike the scientists at the beginning of the season where they were kind of like half in half out, they're like completely out of phase with our realm um, that we could see, but, but still they see the remnants because obviously they can see, they can see us. We can't see them. Right. Um, and it gets darker and darker and darker. Um, but because Ada has read the dark hold, she knows how to get them back. And she starts building, they start building this machine, uh, to build the gateway. And th- this was a really cool effect. So when it shows it from her perspective and the rest of the team, it's like, she's waving her hands in the air making, you know, almost like cats in the cradle, you know, like with the yarn and all that, like mm-hmm. she's, you know, doing these crazy symbols with her, with her hands. It's almost like the OA <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> I haven't I still haven't watched it yet. Cause that's what they're doing. Like making these gestures and it's supposed to mean something and you don't know what it means. <laughs> and it's, it's funny cause the OA is supposed to be dealing with angels in heaven and, this is dealing with demons and yeah, good point, good point. Dark magic, yeah. But when we see it from like Fitz and Coulson and Robbie's perspective, it, there's an actual construct that's being created. There's this intricate pattern that's opening yeah. up between there. And again, they delayed this episode. This you know they had a break and then this one came out. So in between this is when Doctor Strange came out. Right. Um, and again, it has a very – I felt a very Doctor Strange kind of vibe going on because, A, we get dimensional portals. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. talked a lot about you know the, the you know, different realms and different dimensions and right. the multiverse and all that kind of stuff. Well, even reading these books, like you're not supposed to – like right. you know, these pages are right. magic and it, it, you're not really meant to 
to read this. This is dangerous magic. And yes. they have nobody on call to kind of consult them. So they're messing with, like, even then he might know, you know, this. I don't think it's good even for a AI that wants to be human yeah. to read that book. Because what is it telling that, you know, what is it showing? Right. Th- you know, the AI. Right. So the machine gets built, the pattern's complete, the machine gets built. They're able to come out of the the void uh, and back into our reality, back to normal. And once they do, the Ghost Rider goes back from Mac to Robbie. Right. Um, but Robbie even tells Mac, like, you know, why don't – basically, like, we'll, we'll settle our score. Like, I, you can help me settle the score. Because Mac didn't want to – well, the Ghost Rider inhabited Mac didn't want right. to give up. Mac to go back to Robbie. Well, he thought he wasn't a sure thing. He basically was yeah. like the the which I like is demons messing with demons is always deals. Like there's there's always yep. you know you have to make deals and Doctor Strange. You know if you see that movie, you'll see that as well. Um, when you're dealing with beings like this, and it kind of just even from the books. I mean, it's just very much like the comics where. They have a, a thing like each, you know, demon wants to do something. And this is a vengeance demon and it wants vengeance. It doesn't matter. Like you think it cares about Robbie, but it does in a way, but only because it needs him. It's a symbiotic right. relationship. Exactly. But when when it's like, oh, Robbie's going to die, I'm out. Like I need to go to the next person to uh, to do it. It's it almost like Robbie had to tell it, you know what? If you go back in me, I won't. It won't. I won't even fight you. I'll give you the blood you want. Like you want the vengeance, you want the blood. I'll give it to you. But yeah. you help but, me. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Right, right. He just had to make a better deal for it because right. Mac kept fighting it. It didn't. Mac didn't want it. So it, again, really interesting because it's like, what is it about Mac that has this this thirst for vengeance that needs mm-hmm. to be satisfied? That it was almost strong enough to not. You know, as bad as things were for Robbie, like this thing almost didn't go back to him. So, right. you know, well, Mac he... doesn't deal with I mean, I think it's kind of his arc also has been the uh, Mac hasn't dealt with anything that's happened to right. him yet. Like he exactly. he Yo-Yo has been kind of trying to connect with him and she all, you know, he always gets somewhere and then he pushes her back. Mm-hmm. He's lonely. Like he lost his two best friends, uh, you know, Bobby and um and what's Hunter. his name? Uh, and Hunter, and, and they're even, gone. Even La- Lucy Lawless's character. I mean, they were they and were part of that crew. You know, they were either killed or they were you know either killed or disavowed. Now you can't. Yeah, you, you have no contact with them. He doesn't seem to have any friends outside of that. Daisy left him. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're not. You know, she's not talking to him really. So it's like he's just been getting just falling down into a dark place and he hasn't dealt with any of it. Like he hadn't dealt with people that he's lost. He he hasn't dealt with, you know, even the stuff with his brother. Yeah. Like he's just held it in. He's just like, I'll be the good soldier and just keep moving. And I think that that's been eating at him, uh, little by little. And it's kind of like left that little hole, you know, that little darkness that, uh, they've been able to find. Agreed. Um, so the last uh, thing we really talk about in this episode is uh, Fitz confronts Mace and tells him he li- he knew he was lying 
and covering <laughs> up the fact that you know he didn't contact Simmons and he sent yeah. her off and everything else. Uh, no, Fitz went off. Fitz yes. came at him like how you want to come at your boss when he asks you too many questions when you're trying to do something. <laughs> like Fitz had a running start. They had to grab him because yes. he was like, I don't care if I lose my job. I'm going to just lose it like when it comes to Fitz when it comes to Simmons like Fitz loses all perspective Mm -hmm. Uh, and when he thought that she was put in a dangerous situation on purpose by him you know he was ready to tear that dude's head off Mm -hmm. no matter what it's funny to see it like it did you 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 know you know he you get his behind kicked but he plays that so he plays the the emotions very well. Like yes. when he when he's upset about Simmons and looking for her and stuff, like you feel like he really is, you know, upset about her. So next up is uh, season four, episode eight, "The Laws of Inferno Dynamics." So again, this picks up pretty pretty close after the events of episode seven. Um, Eli is has hired the Chinatown gangsters to protect him, mm-hmm. uh, and they kind of it's kind of cool because they have this inter- interesting conversation about, yeah, we're not exactly getting paid for this. Like, what? Right. How is it you're going to pay us? Uh, and the guy starts getting really forceful about it. The the leader of the of the Chinatown gang, and uh, Eli decides, okay, fine, I'll pay you. And he turns his innards into diamonds, <laughs> and the guy starts basically throwing up large diamonds. And so the rest of the gang is like, oh, okay, I guess we're, we're good. We're good. We'll, yeah. It, we'll it, that was around. such a, such a comic booky. Yes. Thing like the, you know, thug number two asks a stupid question. Yeah. From someone. And you, you don't want to ask that. You don't want to be the one to ask that question. Yeah. And you find out why. Yes. Pretty um, dark too. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I'm going to turn your uh, insides into diamonds. <laughs> good for everybody else, not so good for you. No, not really. Uh, but we find that Eli's building this machine. So he's getting more and more comfortable with his powers. He's Obviously, he's doing more and more with them. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's been able to, to manufacture compressed carbon, uh, right. carbon um, which there, there's a cool twist that comes about with that whole, uh, what he's actually doing, which I thought was, was really cool. I like the science, though. I like yeah. when Fitz gets into the science of what he's doing. Yeah. And how he expl- – I like how he explains it. Like he's on the fly. I like his on-the-fly mm-hmm. uh, uh, science. Exp- like I I swear he, he'd be great in a Star Trek story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he could, he could kill it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so they go back to Mace and – uh, you know they they, uh, they get Mace on board with Ada, and it's funny because he even does not does nobody remember Ultron? Like he's you know, yeah. Once he, once he finds yeah. out that no, well she's really an android, and it's all good. It's fine. Yeah, and Mace is like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> right. Uh, like, it's fine. So as we get when we talk about the end of this episode, this uh, this will be something to come back to because mm-hmm. this this is I'm not sure how I feel about this overall. Um, because early on, we said, I remember yeah. when we recorded together, early on, we kind of had, we all kind of had a consensus. If they go this route, we're going to be kind of skeptical about it because yeah. we, you know. Yeah. So they're able to figure out where Eli's at. Um, Robbie, Yo-Yo, and Daisy go in 
the place is booby trapped, so that was cool. I uh, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she steps in the water and then boom, like everything catches fire. Yeah. And, and Mac is uh, you know, trying to protect her mm-hmm. and she's I I do like their little Han Solo Princess Leia moments cuz they that's all I can think of. Yes. I'd see them talk to each other cuz neither one of them when one, you know, kind of opens up to the other, the other pulls back cuz they're mad about the previous time when the other yeah. person kind of pulled back so they've been, you know, circling each other. But I love when day when Yo-Yo does it because she gets little, like uh she gets very forward in the flirtation and oh, you know, she I makes thought, Mac yeah. uncomfortable yes, and then she, she kind does. of presses a little more. Yes, she does. <laughs> I like and I like what I also like about Yo-Yo is that she's written very um non-TV like. You know, yeah. like some women are just written kind of like so unreal, you know, when they have a conversation it just doesn't feel like they're flirting, doesn't feel like there's any emotion behind it. When Yo-Yo does it, like she comes at him and 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 she's like flirting with him and he's and she's basically like, you know, and she gives him for it. Like, I like how she calls him on his stuff. Like, you're mad at me for lying to you about this. But when you lie to me, like, you just lied to me about something else. And, yeah, you know, like, this is what we do. This is this is how it goes. It has nothing to do with us being together. So I kind of like, you know what it is? She's grown. She's a grown ass woman. And yeah, I exactly. think she yes. reacts yes, yes. in a way yes. that a woman would react. Yes. When, you know, and I like that. She calls him on his shit like you know like a grown person would and mm-hmm. and they have a and and i like when he when she does it and he has nothing for it because he's right like all the hip you've been hit you're being hypocritical right now with the whole you know how dare you lie to me thing it's not a, then he gets uncomfortable yeah that's what i like he just like it's yeah. like he's uncomfortable because he's like yes yeah, so he always he always has the reaction of like he thinks somebody's watching him. Yeah, he does. And he's afraid yeah. to 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 show his vulnerable side or his. And they all side. know. It's like yeah. no one is surprised. Like everyone's sitting there going, "We all know you both like each other." So it's yes. like you're not hiding anything. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a kid that way. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, one, speaking of which, one of the other things we'll talk about next episode is that slingshot mini uh episodes they put out the six episodes yeah. they put out yeah. i haven't watched them yet i haven't had i just haven't had a chance to watch them yet uh but, but i love this uh this show though with the action stuff like this is what i wanted to see yes. more of with when when you introduce people with abilities like i really wanted to see that mixture uh and we get it in this this yeah. is this is a really good action episode yeah yeah for sure like Avengers, it, it felt it felt like this is the most Avengers like yeah. yeah working like a team, yeah. showing off some abilities. Uh, yeah, a little bit and of a conflict good plan. strategy too. Yeah. Like yeah. The strategy in this. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's yeah. Um, so of course, after the booby traps go off, the, everything's on fire. They send Robbie in because obviously the fire is not going to affect him. Not at all. Um, he's able to get to Eli. And uh, he goes into the machine, and of course you're like, don't go into the machine. Right. Don't do that, you dummy. You know you're going (laughs) to – that's like not where you should be. Uh, But he goes into the machine, uh, and he's trying to to 
convince Eli uh, of what's going on, and Eli impales him uh, with the car- with one of those carbon rods, mm-hmm. you know, like right through the heart. And of course, because of all the pain and everything, Robbie's not able to kind of manifest fully the Ghost Rider. So he starts to do it, um, and then you know he even starts to to push past it and start to flame on again. And Eli impales him again. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, Eli at this point has gone completely off the rails. I mean, he starts talking about how, uh, you know, even though he was smart and he, you know, he was a genius when he was in high school, when he was in college, mm-hmm. when he was in grad school, like people looked down on him because right. he was Hispanic and, uh, you know, they just didn't treat him like they, tr- you know, treated everybody else. And mm-hmm. so this, you know, kind of exacerbated his, uh, you, you know, when he, saw the dark hold obviously that kind of like triggered all that stuff so yeah I'm, i have the power now and yeah no one will take it from me like it, it's a it's a, again it's like you know you read those old comics uh with how these villains their origins mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's that like they felt small mm-hmm. all their lives and then they get introduced to this power and then you know the first thing this is the difference between a hero and a and a villain. The villain gets it, and the first thing they think is, "I can, you know, get more power, and I can do more, and I can do the, I can be the the big man to show them," you know. Yeah. But one of the things they realize is that Eli has is escalating. Like it started with carbon, mm-hmm. and now he's he's able to kind of pull together more complex materials. And so they realize that he's probably working towards plutonium and he's building a nuke. Right. Uh, and so then they start freaking out. So at this point, Mace decides that he's going to go into the field. Like once the stakes are kind of at this level, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Mace decides, okay, I have to, st- I'm going to, I have abilities. I have powers. I'm going to go ahead. And, and now the world knows that he's in a human as well. Right. So it's, it's not a secret. Uh, he kind of suits up, which is cool. He kind of has like this, uh, like modified riot gear that that makes him, you know, and obviously with you know with the symbols and stuff on there. And given that his origins kind of tie into Captain America, the fact that he mm-hmm. kind of has this patriotic looking suit that he puts on, uh, I thought was it was it was cool. It's funny because it it has a similar design to the um, the apocalypse, the suits that they wear in X Men yes. Apocalypse. If you look at it, like I. I was staring at it like I was like, yeah, that's very, very similar in the design of that. But it, it worked for me. I I just like to see them, you know, you know, yeah. teaming up like that though. It, it works so well. And a little bit, uh, even like a little bit of uh, like Captain America: Civil War, where it's mm-hmm. got like the silver, you know, emblem, right? War uh, or not Civil War, but uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier had yeah. that. Uh, you know that. He didn't have the red, white, and blue. He had something a little more subdued. So, uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, but he goes in. So they realize what's going on. Fitz figured out what what exactly is happening. Uh, Coulson goes in and he's got the chain, which I thought was cool. He's he's carrying the chain with him. Gets himself captured. Uh, and he starts to kind of chide Eli on to kind of buy. He's obviously stalling and trying of to course. buy some time. Right. Because uh, while this is going on, right underneath the team is building a device similar to what they built uh, in the previous episode. And um, so he tells Eli, he's basically a thief. And he says, you know, you're, you're a, you're a scientist. Don't you know the law of conservation of matter? And Eli still doesn't believe it. He still feels like he is creating matter from nothing that he's basically God. 
and uh, he's he's basically just going to reform you know the earth and and his image and just make everybody everybody pay by starting with you know wiping out Los Angeles. Um, and so it was kind of cool because Colson basically tells him, "No, you're you're a thief. You're you're pulling this matter from other dimensions mm-hmm. and bringing it here. So you're not creating it. You're you, you know you're taking something away from somewhere else and bringing it here, and it's causing these rifts. Uh, and these rifts are getting more volatile. So not only are you going to just set off this nuke, but you're also going to you know by continuing to do this, you're going to basically you know destroy everything." Um, and Eli doesn't doesn't believe it. He still doesn't believe it. Um, uh, so at that point, Yo, they, they go to send Yo-Yo back in. Of course, Mac wasn't real crazy about the fact that because she was she got hurt from. I mean, not badly, but she got singed pretty good when that when the booby trap went off. So she's not like a hundred percent, but she's definitely still fully capable. Right. Um, but she goes in, disarms the guard. That was a really cool sequence. When Love that. Her. Man, it was really good, mm-hmm. uh, and and it was cool. You got to be really careful with this because they do things. I mean, obviously, the Flash does things with speed powers, and you have to be really careful that you don't basically just mimic what they do in in the Flash, right? right? Because you're obviously going to get that comparison. Um, so I like the fact that they they can do it and make it look, um, uh, you know, unique, and that it's not just it's not just a copy uh, of of what they're doing. On, on that show, you know, they could show another person with speed in a different manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she gets, she gets Eli in the box with Robbie. Um, Ada's building this dark hold box thing. Uh, so she can, she can pull him basically do the reverse of what she did with Fitz and Simmons and them. She could basically pull Eli down into that other dimension instead of pulling things back. Um, she gets shot um, and she reacts like she's in pain, uh, and she says, "You know, Doctor Radcliffe pr- programmed her that way to feel pain, so she could have empathy when other people are in pain." Which right. I thought was kind of an interesting, you know, thing because we don't even really get that. Like, I mean, obviously, Ultron or Vision are you know comparisons that that come to mind, mm-hmm. and we don't really get that from them. So this is kind of interesting that she's being programmed more like in what we know of an LMD to be in the Marvel universe, right? They act right. And, and respond just like, just like humans do. Yeah. You're supposed, that's the whole thing. You're supposed right. to mimic a human to the point where you can't tell. Yeah. When Fury gets killed, you have to know it's, you have to believe that it's really Fury. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so she's able to, to kind of continue on. And when that portal opens, uh, Robbie actually, uh, so Eli is trying to basically get out of it, and uh, Coulson gives up, uh, throws Robbie the chain so he could he could get out. He has a way to get out, um, but Eli he's not sure that you know he's, he needs to be sure that Eli is dealt with. Mm-hmm. So he basically lets go of the chain and pulls Eli down. So him and Eli and Robbie are both taken into the into the portal and disappeared. Uh, so. It's pretty like one of the things that came out of this was that's it for Ghost Rider. Like this isn't gonna, you know, he's done. And I, I, I think well, I didn't cover it in news, but one of the things I was reading is that they said that they're done with him for a while. So it almost seems like maybe he shows up in the finale. But I think they're done with him for the rest of the year. Like that's I what I thought up too. In more episodes, which I was saddened by because I did yeah. really like that character. But yeah, I thought that that 
would be the case. Like if we see him, he wouldn't. It'd be like the end episode, like you know when they have the like tag. little tags for what yeah. we could get, maybe for the second for the next season. And I think that would be the yeah the tag. But in a way, I'm kind of glad because it they they didn't do what I think some of these long form TV shows are guilty of is trying to stretch too many episodes of a story out into too many episodes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got these seven episodes, these eight episodes and this story's wrapped up and we're going to start episode nine with a different, um, with a different story. So, uh, it'll be nice that, you know, that, that again, we're not just getting a story drug out because it's like, they feel like they have to fill 22. We're going to actually get things kind of broken down a little bit. Well, there's no way that you could have Mace be in charge and them not go after him. If he did, you know, if he was still on the table doing this, like they would have to go after after him. Right, right. And who wants to see, you know, you keep going after this dude. It would escalate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. How many times you want to yeah, have him chase Eli down? I mean, it just gets like, OK. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, the, the other cool thing that happens is so, uh, you know, the, the whole the building starts to collapse. Uh, Daisy gets out. And she has to use her powers and lands right in the middle of all these people and the reporters see her and they were. Yeah, because she absorbs so much that she has to expel it. Like she's yes. been, you know, like absorbing the vibrations, which is kind of cool. Showing her like absorbing all the kinetic energy to kind of keep the place from breaking apart. And yeah, then, until they can get out. Until they can get out, and, and it's like it has to go somewhere. It's she reminded me so much. It was such a, like a havoc. If you're an X Men fan, oh yeah, from yeah, the yeah, comics, yeah. it reminded me so much yeah. of havoc, where he, you know, he could do that, but he'd have to expel that energy. Yeah, there was that one issue. I think it was like it was in the two, like in the two teens, like maybe two eighteen, two nineteen, where him and Lorna were out in the desert, and he mm-hmm. has like this nightmare, right? And he has all this energy piled up, and he goes out in the desert, and yeah, just like blows it all out, and he turns the desert floor into glass. Yeah, I love and it. That was, like that was so awesome. totally, like he would start. Yeah, he would. He'd be absorbing it, and it would go with his emotions, and yeah, I always dug that. Yeah, but havoc. Uh, yeah, so this cat's out of the bag. Uh, she's she's kind of caught the press seer. She's you know getting answered all these questions, and then Mace does a really cool thing where he comes in and says, "Yep, she was working with us all along. Mm-hmm. She was totally undercover. Right. She was going after the watchdogs. Uh, you know, she wasn't doing all those things that we said. We just had to basically keep that uh, that way to keep her cover. Uh, so they kind of found a way to bring her back into the fold. Which, right. Which I'm glad they did. I, I the other thing I really didn't want them to do. That I was afraid of, especially after the finale of last season, mm-hmm. was it was going to be Daisy as an outlaw the whole season. Yeah, you didn't need um, emo Daisy for two, like no, for the whole no. season. Like it's time no. to move past that and bring her back you to the back team. the eyeshadow. Yeah, just, now she can wear regular makeup again. Yeah, she doesn't have to paint her fingernails black no, anymore. Not anymore. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. So that that was cool, and then yeah. the, the really cool thing was when her and Colson were having that conversation walking down the hall. And he said, "Yeah, when I originally uh, proposed in Human Running Shield, I meant you know I meant it f- for one day for it to be you." Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Oh, maybe in the comic book version," which which is right. awesome because right. she was actually the director of Shield in the comics for a very short period. Well, of actually, time. she will be the director of Shield. I, well, some type of leadership role in the next uh, Shield comic that's coming up too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was funny yeah. because yeah, she was actually the director before Hill. Wink, wink. Over. 
Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, Mac and Yo-Yo finally have their moment, which, again, I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, the two of them finally finally got to it. Um, the other thing we didn't really talk about throughout the episode, and I kind of wanted to leave it to the end, was we get a lot of these really cozy moments with May and Coulson. Where it's yeah. Like, We're going to share that bottle of champagne. Right. Like, wink, wink. Uh, you know, I'll be waiting for you. You yeah. know, just like yeah. this real kind of like, wow, they're really flirting with each other moments and and so it was it was really I, I at the whole time i'm like that you know i know may kind of had this this death experience but this really just it still doesn't seem like like there's something off it did it, it um, felt like it felt like yeah like something was weird with it yeah uh, it's and so yeah and so i'm glad in in th- and this is the way that i'm glad this turned out the way it did mm-hmm. because it explains that behavior right but so we find out in the end that Mace is like, okay, fine to, to Radcliffe. You're going to bring this LMD project. It's going to come under shield. You're not going to be doing this out on your own in your garage, you know, and, and building crazy robots. So we're going to appropriate all of that tech and research and you're, you're going to, you're going to work for shield. And he's like, okay. Cause I guess he figures the alternative is he's probably going to jail. Right. I, I mean, um, if it's jail or. I can yeah. keep working with shit. Probably gonna get locked away and never be seen. From he the just, I mean, he just gets so excited about these projects. It's like he doesn't care yes. who he works for. It's just no. like let no. me give me the materials I need and let me build these things. I, you know, that's all he cares about, really. And again, I thought that was cool writing because normally it'd be like, well, no, I won't, I won't do it. I won't work for you. You know, yeah. he's like, okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, it's no argument from him. He just wants yeah. to build. He doesn't care what they do after yeah. they are built. So that was cool. So he, Mace had sent an agent to go collect all his stuff. Right. He um, had a red shirt on, I think, a red tie. <laughs> You'd think he did yeah. if he didn't. That would have been funny if he did, or had like a <laughs> red logo on his shirt. Pretty much. So of course he sees something, yeah. and then Ada sees that he sees it, and then he's killed. Ada kills him. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we see that uh, May is being—it was unconscious, and she's being held uh, in that little, you know, hidey hole that that uh, Radcliffe has set up. So the May that we've seen probably since last episode right. is is an LMD, right? And so. We know from all of the marketing and everything they've done that, you know, the last batch of episodes, these eight episodes were Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they kept calling it Ghost Rider. So now the next batch of how many of our episodes are subtitled LMD. Yeah. So uh, in a way, again, I'm glad they did that with May because I think it explains things. But the whole – I feel like – We've already seen this. It's called Age of Ultron. Like, there, I can't help but that part of me just saying, like, they've kind of done this. Like, it just seems kind of silly that they're doing this again. Because that's the first thing we thought of when we saw yeah. that there was an LMD being built. The first thing we thought was, oh, boy, these, these things are going to go bad. They're going to go evil. And then they have to... Yeah. Uh, you know, they're probably going to infiltrate and then they have to take them down. Like, that's the big fight. And and especially when you combine it with the Darkhold, right? So the thinking is, at least, and maybe this doesn't turn out to be true, but the thinking is she read the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. The Darkhold twisted her logic around or gave her sentience or, or whatever it did 
to make her do what she's doing. Because her wish is to be, like, I would assume her whole wish, even as an AI, is to be human. Sure. And that's what the thing showed her. Now, to be human means, you know, like, to create more. and Right. You know, now there's that whole thing. And again, it's kind of what we saw in, in with Ultron, right. right? He took the scepter and the Chitauri technology, mm-hmm. and that's what was able to make him, quote-unquote, real. Then we get Ultron, who uses the Infinity Stone, right. the Mind Stone, right. that basically gives him life. Uh, so there's a lot of parallels, and I just I hope we don't get the same story being told. I hope there's a way yeah. that they twist this to where it just doesn't feel like, okay, it's another... St- and. and you know, take it outside of the Marvel universe, like the whole robot going evil. You know, how many times have we seen that? I mean, the Terminator, re- Blade. Yeah, and there's really I mean, nowhere else it could go. Either the robot yeah. is like a vision where it's, you know, like there's a dilemma, a moral dilemma in its makeup that, you know, it has to deal with, even though humans will be scared of them or whatever. And then, or you're on the other end, and the ro- it's something that wants to survive, but it doesn't like humanity. It, it starts to grow and not like humanity, or it doesn't care if it kills. It just wants to survive itself. Like, you know, they're better. Like, like I don't know yeah. where it's going to go. Like, if she's going to build more of these things, are they going to start to do the op like or I don't know if she's even though she did what she did it does that mean she's evil or does that mean just gotten away because she did a pilot like she did seem sorry to have to kill that guy right when she did it is that going to be for the next bunch of LMDs are they going to be like well humanity is flawed and we should destroy them like is and she winds up having to turn on her children as they say. Yeah. Yeah. And and help them take them down and then and you know what'll happen. She'll sacrifice herself towards the end and then you know yeah. and that'll be it for her. It's really tough because then the other thing is if they go the if they went the other way with this whole mm-hmm. thing and just the LMDs just be a become a part of everything like they did in the mm-hmm. comics, then you have to worry with the trope of Every time they show somebody getting killed, well, it, it wasn't was an really LMD. Bullshit. It was an LMD. Right. It wasn't. You know, right. It wasn't Simmons. It was an LMD. So it's it's a really hard uh, it's a really hard thing to work around. So uh, you know, I, th- there's been a lot of things on the show I've been very skeptical of from a, a story point perspective, and they've done pretty good about working out of when I think it's going to go to be something ridiculous, they find a way to make it so it's not. Or if it starts becoming a trope, they find a way to break mm-hmm. it. So I'm really hoping that that holds with this storyline. Right. It just doesn't become like another rehash of uh, Age of Ultron or any other robot goes crazy that we've seen, you know, as long as we've been watching movies and TVs. So. Yeah. Will it be Will it be Coulson versus S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> like, yeah. will they do that? Because he's in the yeah. Nick Fury uh, position. Yeah, um, we don't know. Like the only one, like the thing about it is, the Inhumans are prob- the Inhumans are the ones who would be the the game changer because you can't, you know, they wouldn't be able to mimic those abilities. They'd only be able to mimic, you know, humans. So you know, regular humans, not enhanced. Yeah. So that would be the only people. It, you know, what thinking about it now, and I'm saying it maybe that will be the case because we've 
all this first half of the season has been is you can't trust in humans. Actually, the this season and last season it has been yeah, yeah. can't trust in humans. You can't trust in humans. You know, like you. Now, what if we get this thing now where you have all these LMDs all spread up and mingling in? The only people you can trust that you know are who they are are the ones with the abilities. So they would be the inhumans. They're the only ones you can trust. So I could kind of see what if we have a scenario where the only ones left are Daisy and, you know, kind of her commandos in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it'll be interesting. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think, I mean, so far this season has definitely been a highlight for Mm -hmm. me. I think this has been, I mean, there's some things I miss about, uh, you know, some of the characters that were in early, but I think from a storytelling from action, from the way the team is gelling together, I think this has been, it's been a really good show. I mean, uh, you know, I know, you know, we always tell people it's like, oh, you know, that, that crap on the show, it's like, just come back to it. Like, just if you, if you watch it again, like you would, you would like it. And they're like, nope, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, It's just not happening. But, you know, again, feels like you're kind of, you know, peeing in the wind, (laughs) but it it really is. It really has become a really good. Well, the thing about it is also going to be with this. Now are the people that came into it because of ghost rider. Now that he's gone, will they give it a shot or will they just tap out? I don't know. The ratings can't go much lower. I'll tell you that. Actually, so, they can. Uh, <laughs> that's why I hope they don't. <laughs> but yeah, they could always go down more. But that's the point. I just hope that they don't. Like this, it's gonna turn yeah. off when he's because that was a good visual. I mean, I've like I've heard people who know I, you know, people that know I watch it still. When they saw that image of you know all those images and promotions of Ghost Rider, they were like, "Hey, should I?" Uh, you know, should I check it out? And I, I know quite a few people that were adamant about, I am never watching that show again. That came into it because of Ghost Rider. Yeah. And you could almost, I mean, you know, if you're not, I'm, you know, you can, I'm not saying you're going to convert, you know, the unconvertible, but uh, you could almost tell somebody like, just, just start with season four. Yeah. Like, just don't yeah. even, like, if you've watched a couple mm-hmm. episodes, you know, generally kind of what's right. going on. Like, just, just wa- start watching it. Uh, and you could figure it out. I mean, it's it's not like there's that much that's gone on before that would really exactly. kind of throw you off. But but yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I have high hopes. It comes back uh, this this coming Tuesday after after the month. Uh, I missed. I'm ready, uh, man. I, I I have missed. Yeah, it. Uh, me too. Me too. Uh, so so yeah. So we'll see what uh, we'll see how it goes. So yeah. So th- that's catching up on Agents of Shield. Like I said, next time we will. Uh, we'll sneak this link. I'm hoping if we can uh, record this coming week, because then we'll we'll do two. You know, we'll do two more Luke Cage's, and then we'll do one episode Agents of Shield, and then maybe the six episode Slingshot show, and that would kind of take mm-hmm. two. So, uh, I think I think we'll be good to do that. So, uh, we will talk about next Luke Cage episode three. Who's going to take the weight? Uh, so I recently went back and rewatched both of these I episodes. I did too. Um, on uh so Netflix has put out all of the Marvel stuff. They haven't upgraded uh, Luke Cage to and uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones to the ultra f- high def 4K, mm-hmm. which I think that's coming because I know they filmed them that way. So it lists it when you watch it as HDR. So right now they have the high dynamic range right. version. Um 
Man, and it looks so good. I I actually we talked about this on Gotham by Geeks, so I'll I'll repeat myself a little bit here, but um I actually at the beginning of the episode when Luke walks by, he walks mm-hmm. by Connie's and then he walks by Pops and there's like the the police tape and stuff that are out there. I watched that bit. I actually paused it. I flipped over to my PlayStation, which does not have the 4K no. capability, and watched the uh, the same bit of that episode again. And it's like you look at the police tape, and it's like this faded yellow, and like pops, you know, the, the his signage and everything out on the on the on the barbershop or, you know, kind of like muted. And I flip back over and it's like the police tape is like this bright yellow and like the blues and the reds are very stark and everything. It, it, it really looks pretty cool. Um, so it was, it was fun to kind of rewatch, uh, to rewatch these episodes, uh, you know, with the, with the new, uh, HDR elements popped in. So, um, but yeah, so it starts out there. Uh, there's a great scene at the beginning when Luke goes to the funeral Mm -hmm. parlor uh, and he's, you know, the, the, like the, the funeral director shows him this casket and he's like, wow, that's kind of like, uh, like really ostentatious. Like pop was kind right, of simple right. dude. And, and you've got this fancy coffin that you're going to put him in. Like, I don't know if that's really what he wants. And then the funeral director's like, well, are you concerned of, you know, maybe I could find one that's, you know, more in your budget, yeah. basically like telling them like, okay, I, you know, don't, you know, cut the BS. You're just telling me you don't have. Yeah, basically, like, oh, oh, you just, you just, yeah. you just broke. You just, you just broke. You, broke. Yeah. And you just, you know, <laughs> you know, and he starts talking about, it. he's like, Hey, look, you know, you know, pop was my wife's mm-hmm. people. Like I want to do right left, by him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, don't worry about, it, you know, paying for it. It's all been taken care of. And then in walks Cottonmouth. Um, and then him and Luke kind of go, you know, go at it. And, he, you know, he pretty much comes out and tells him, like, tells Luke, like, yes, it was one of my guys, but mm-hmm. I didn't do it. You know, I always tried to look out for him, uh, you know, and everything else. But they they have this real kind of tense exchange with each other. Uh, and then Luke, Luke goes away. And then, you know, the Cottonmouth works the deal with uh, – you know, the funeral, which director. which will go like you these know. two episodes, they like rewatching it again for like the third time. Um, it, it is an issue to like this is this is one confrontation they've had. They will have yeah. so many yeah. in such a short amount of time that it gets so kind of old. You know, in in another couple of episodes, when they have the confrontation again about it, it's like either yeah. something has to happen or stop. You know, like don't. Yeah, and especially given what mm-hmm. Luke actually does, so the fact that they're having another, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get you, I, I totally get you. Um, and then Luke goes back to the barbershop, and uh, and mm-hmm. Bobby Fish is there, and, and again they start they start talking about what they're doing and you know, about getting the shop, you know, together. And he's like, uh, you know, he's like, look, he's like, you, you know, he's like, well, can we keep it going? He's like, well, we have to keep the creditors at bay because, you know, there's right. a lot of money and that gets owed. And, you know, while pop was doing his thing and, you know, paying for stuff, nobody, you know, nobody cared. And he's like, well, you know, they need 80,000. 
and then it's funny because Bobby tells him he's like, look, you know, because like Luke is worried about like, okay, how are we going to transfer right. ownership and do all this other kind of stuff? And Bobby tells him he's like, man, you don't need to worry about that. Like, if mm-hmm. the bills get paid, well, it was nobody such cares. a cultural like, thing. Like that long, and that's in the this show really takes chances on is that they keep con- there are usually beats and conversations that end because they need to cut to next scene. These they let these conversations go long longer than the average play out show and the whole thing about throw and they throw in a lot of cultural things like you know like part of that owning grandma's home you know like when you get left when grandma when they when grandma passes and you take over grandma's house all the bank needs to know is that the bill you keep paying that mortgage bank doesn't care what what's going on over there and that's the and that you know inheriting these you know places these houses and stuff like that that's you know the way he even explained it that's something that uh it's a Mm -hmm. cultural thing like in and you can you know hear it like it's not even it's you never really hear that explained in other shows you know that's just an extra thing they just threw in they but they make sure that they put in here in the dialogue yeah and it's cool because then it gets like right. Luke's wheels start turning. And again, Luke is kind of oh, an he outsider. is an outsider. I mean, he is not used like when the way he talks. He didn't grow mm-hmm. up in Harlem. He didn't nope. grow up in New York. You know, he grew up. Right. He was a preacher's son mm-hmm. from from Georgia. So, you know, again, a lot of these things that that right. that go on. Uh, you know, he 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 just it's kind of funny. I mean, he's he's black and he lives in Harlem, but he's still right. he's not a part know, he's still of an outsider because he he didn't. Yeah, he didn't grow up. Right, that, and that not only is he so. not a part of Harlem, the way that he's written in this show, he's not like even from being from down south. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like he comes from down south either. Like he, he seems to be an outcast yeah. wherever he is, whether it's yeah. in jail when he was a kid, <laughs> and and here like he yeah, yeah. he is just not the same he's that ne- he never seems to fit in with any group even though you know he it does but then he's always kind of stands apart from from whatever group he's he's in yeah uh then we get the bit with so Misty and Scarf <laughs> catch up with Chico. Chico's in the hospital. He's you know obviously after the shooting he got hit. He got put in the hospital, and you know they try and Misty and Scarf try and talk to him and get him to uh, you know come clean on what's going on. And he he kind of right. does, but he kind of doesn't. Uh, and then they realize at the end that you know they they kind of cut him loose. And again, same kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like Scarf cuts him loose. Because he needs to put him in a position to where he can be got to, um, and that if he stays in the hospital and forced to stay in the hospital, he's protected. So, uh, so that so that was you know no we know later in the episode that 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 kind of kind of comes out. Um, but then Chico ha- has a conversation. He ca- you know obviously he gets out of uh, out of the hospital. He catches up with Luke, and they start having a conversation. And he's like, you know he he. He tells him, you know, like, look, this is your fault. You know, you you, you need to, to make clean on this. And then he said, you know, hey, how much did they tell you about about Cottonmouth's operations? And he's like, yeah, they told me everything. And so he starts going into, 
you know, where, where, where they do their drops, where they do money exchanges, where all the, you know, all the criminal enterprise happens. And then he's like, yeah. And then if things go south, they take all the money and they bring it to mm-hmm. Christmas Attics. Um, and they, and they and they put it there, and so then of course again, Luke's right. <laughs> the wheels start turning. He's like, "Okay, right, I'll figure this out." Uh, and then we cut to to Mariah and Cottonmouth having that conversation outside the attics. And again, I really like, man. Oh, it just it just I, I uh, every time <laughs> I rewatch this show and I see um, Cottonmouth interact, mm-hmm. especially with Mariah, but even like with Luke and knowing that he doesn't yeah, make it. it out really- of this. Because the person that does come to kind of replace this antagonist is not as strong an actor. And that that makes this makes it suffer. The show suffers from from taking certain characters out of the even pop. I think like taking pop out of the equation so early. Yeah. Yeah. I think hurt. Yes. The momentum of the show. Like I've. Like, I really thought for a minute, like, the way they were talking, that Pop was going to help him kind of start off as the Heroes for Hire thing. And I, that would kind of, and then Pop would get yeah. hurt. I, I, I had a feeling Pop wasn't going to make it. But I thought first he'd start him off. Or I figured well, they'd blow up the show. Well, I figured he'd start like, him like, off. Yeah. And then yeah. something happens. And then that would be the, you know, the crisis of faith thing and he'd have to get through it like somehow uh losing pop but i but i think part of because luke is so much of an outcast the only one he does have a connection to is pop and um yeah i still think it was like i still think they should have kept him at least pop kept keep pop at least until like the sixth episode before you take him out yeah because I never really got a feel for, it. you know, like you never got, and and it wasn't, yeah, yeah, I I totally agree, I totally agree, I, uh, <clears throat> but when when Mariah and and, and uh, Cornell have mm-hmm. that conversation outside the attics, and they're talking about, you know, she's, ta- you know, like what are you doing, like you know that, you know, she has again, we talked about this last time, but she has a very personal connection to what. To, to Harlem and she she is right. very invested in the culture she is invested in what they're she at this point she actually feels like they're gonna do something good they're gonna do something yeah. good for the community they're gonna do something good yeah she for thinks these people she's the best and, and thing for Harlem no matter what like if things yes. have to happen yes. she has to get the money from you know drugs or guns or whatever it is. She still feels like all that is okay because Harlem will be better off with me in it, you know, with me in power to do the things that I need to do. Like, yeah. Right. And it's going to pay for this housing. Right. You know, people can live affordably and can, you know, raise their kids and, you know, mm-hmm. have a great, you know, a, a nice, even though she really doesn't even like peace. So like, really- it's funny because there is that die, that economy of she cares about Harlem. But when it comes to individuals, she really doesn't. And they show it yeah. without yeah. having to say it. Like, it's, it's just in the way that she's yeah. shaking hands and stuff. But then there's a look on her face like a couple of times like she does it very well because of the actress 
where she kind of scowls like, oh, I have mm-hmm. to shake another. <laughs> like, I have <laughs> yeah. to shake another yeah. one of these people's yeah. hands because I don't even want to deal with them. And it's not even about race. It's not about color. It's not about anything like that. It's just a point no, of. No. I'm bet you know, like, I don't want to deal with these people right now. Like, I, you know, like, everything is, they're chess pieces, but really, you know, Harlem is the, is the board, you know, Harlem is my kid, the kingdom. I want the kingdom. I want all of it. Like, and yeah, yeah, she wants that. She she wants a legacy and she wants to prove, you know, she's got that Mm. chip on her shoulder because Mama Mabel didn't pick her to be for you know to 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 do this like mama mabel picked her to do other things and it was it was cornell that she picked to run the empire quote unquote and so i think she feels like i can basically accomplish everything and be well known for doing this yeah. without well, going outside the law like all right. you don't have to remember me as a criminal and I'm going to get all this done, and this is going to be my legacy, and I can prove to Mama Mabel. But that, there's layers, that and their, their eyes are jaded because she got to yeah. do what really, and we will learn it later as the show progresses. What Cottonmouth wanted to do, he didn't like. He looks at yes. her like, yes. "You lived the. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to, you know, go into the arts. I yeah. wanted, you know, like he knows. He throws out some things about." Um, it's just not street stuff. Like he throws out some things about art and music and yeah. stuff that you know, like he really wanted to go down that road, and he just, you know, like he wasn't even given a chance. They had to choose between the two of them, which one we we're going to do what with who. And the mm-hmm. guy, the man, you're the man in the house. You yeah. gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go to the streets and you gotta hustle. You gotta earn. While you know, like that's just the way it is. And we're gonna send her to school because. We think she can. Um, she has a better chance of of getting uh, a degree. So it's it, you know, like there's that resentment with both of them because they both think the other got the better deal, and and they can't yes. see Absolutely. past themselves. They can't see like it's a love hate thing with them. Like they yeah they can't see past you know those things. They each want something. They each think that they lost something because of their childhood. Um. And it's such a it's it's uh, it's such a a funny and weird. It's almost like an incestuous incestuous kind of relationship with them because they're they're almost like a a husband and wife that hated each other. They're forced to be together, and they hate it. Like it's like we we are forced into this marriage. Uh, of convenience and we don't want to be and and we're family and we can't desert each other but it's almost like we know so much dirt about each other that they even jab it at it you know they flick yeah. that dirt at each other when they want the other to to, to just be off their game they kind of flick all that and there's like she doesn't like when he uses when he yeah. when she calls him uh, a certain name like Cottonmouth, and you know, and she doesn't like when she he calls her that uh, that other name uh, that she will get called <laughs> often throughout the show, and, and yeah, like yeah. you know, and and they go yeah. at it when they do. You can just see the anger about it, like when they when they talk, like there's an underlying history 
when they're when they're speaking to each other, it goes from endearment to to hate to back to endearment to to bitterness. And you couldn't do that with with lesser actors like only because these two actors are as good as they are is the reason why you can get that from their uh, conversations. Even when they're partying in the first episode, you get it. Yeah. 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 And when he does that laugh, like I mentioned this before, but when they're talking Mm -hmm. about something serious and he starts that laugh, it's like I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I. I mean, no exaggeration. I really think, you know, yeah. that he he's yeah. this is Emmy worthy, Emmy worthy for me. Like, I mean, when Emmys come out and mm-hmm. uh, you know for best supporting actor, I I I totally feel yeah. like he'll he's, get it for Moonlight, because, but he could have got it for this uh, too. Though. You know, and maybe yeah. yeah. I mean, it just man, it he just mm-hmm. it, was, it was just so good. Like those scenes were just gold. Um, but yeah, so they have their little dispute uh, outside the attics, uh, where you know she's like, "Yeah, take the bars down off the window." Like you're right. making it look like it is what right. it is, and I want it to look like what it's not. And he's exactly. like, "Yeah, you you worry about the black, I'll worry about the green." Like you you, you live in your you your uh, pretend world. What I do like that politics to him is pretend. It's it's not. Yeah, it's not real. Yep. So yeah, they have their little bit, right. and then we find out that Luke is basically spying on him. So Luke. You know, standing out there, watches Mariah walk away, gets in the car, leaves. Um, and that kind of sets the stage. So, of course, that night, mm-hmm. Luke knows that all the money has come into the attics. <clears throat> and he goes and invades it. Uh, and so we get the big, like, one of the, I guess, one of the biggest action pieces in the in the series, period. But right. uh, where he right. goes into, you know, this is what we saw in the trailer, where he takes the car door off. He goes to the doorway. He, uh, you know, he attacks all the guys. The, the only mm-hmm. thing... You know, again, this is something we talked about before, but the only thing with this, as opposed to like with mm-hmm. when you're watching like the Daredevil hallway scene or even the uh, the elevator scene, you know, through d- down the stairwell, you there's never no feel jeopardy like there's any the scene. No. danger. Mm-hmm. You never feel like there's yeah, there's no jeopardy. Like I, I don't get the like even when he's fighting these guys, I don't get don't. the like the power, like the like I don't feel like he's really like. Flexing his muscles, they're you know, ragdolls. So like like it, like it's like, oh, almost like guy, it's not even. Yeah. I don't know. Like it when it got past this, it got to the point where I got to the to the next episode with that. Where we're gonna, you know, when we talked about that, the next one, and and episode four, where he does things like the same thing. He keeps doing the same thing over again. I don't even enjoy seeing it because it's yeah. like it's just a repeat. It's it's almost like Avengers. Uh, two in the yeah. very beginning, where it looks like they're just throwing dolls or like the soldiers they're fighting. It doesn't. It looks like a video game something where they're just yeah. Yeah. like there's there's no yeah. sense of danger for it. It just feels like Thor is like just tossing people basically just like they're you know toys and, and, and knocking people around. That's the kind of yeah. feel that you get with this. And I don't. I know. I guess it was a constant it was a conscious uh, decision to not have any other enhanced people in the story. But I think it should, I think it was missing. Like even with shades, shades, the original character of shades, he was basically Cyclops. Like he could shoot, you know, deadly rays from his eyes. And that doesn't say they had to have it where he shot, 
that at, you know raise out of his eyes, but they could have gave him some type of uh, some type of ability that was dangerous, you know, like something that could hurt Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And even in Jessica Jones, you know, because the purple man could take control of him, mm-hmm. you felt like there was, you know, there was a different dynamic. But I don't know. It just, I, I mean, I mean, it's cool to see a guy walk through and get shot up. And of course, you know, he's not getting hurt and, you know, he can do all these things and, you know, kicking down steel, uh, you know, cages and stuff like that. But I, I don't know that just it just felt like it was a little neutered. That's because we watched it, it to, more than what like you. It's you know, great. Again, it I mean, was, it to was the, cool when I saw it the first time yeah. when I saw episode three. When you get to episodes like five, six, you're it doesn't you're like yeah. you, 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 it's just normal. Like it's just not even something where you like with Daredevil. Even doing the the martial arts fighting, it's just something where you can you can still watch it though. Like there's there's that sense of he gets hit, you know, like he yeah. gets knocked over the head. He get, like there's something that can change that fight. Like there's if he doesn't if he's not careful, yeah, he's, well, he well, could get hurt. He could get killed. And there are times when he, yeah. does, he like the fight that he doesn't always come out of it, you know. Exactly. No, I mean, he, exactly. had to, he was found but in the with, dumpster almost dead. With this, you know? Yeah. You don't get any of that. Like, like even with Jessica Jones, when there's a fight between yeah. Jessica Jones and Luke, there's two metas. There's two enhanced people. So that fight felt, you know, yeah. it, it, it felt, uh, had a more weight to it because he, they could actually hurt each other and, you know, and the fight. But with Luke, there's no threat for yeah. Luke. Like, you know, like he basically is Superman of Harlem. Yeah. And there's no kryptonite. Yeah. 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 I mean, we get, you know, obviously at the last episode, we kind of get a little bit of that. But then it's like, OK, we've been through 12 episodes of this guy just kind of like, right. well, for the I mean, obviously the bullet comes into play later. But but, you know, there's a lot of powerhousing through stuff. But but anyway, so, yeah, so he he gets he goes through the attics. He tears, you know, he takes everybody down. Um, mm-hmm. he finds the money and he takes the one duffel bag, uh, and leaves the rest. And that was really cool. And then of course, the other thing they did that was cool at the very end is they did the, and yeah. this was a cool transition, but they did the Misty right. thing. Like where Misty is doing her thing where she like zones out to replay the events that happen in her head because she has that i mean it's not even a superhuman ability yeah. but she just has that ability to like reconstruct crime scenes like she takes it all like in like a profiler and yeah. just almost goes into a trance and figures it out so i thought exactly exactly so i thought that was a really cool transition and then scarf you know opens his mouth and kind of like she loses her train mm-hmm. of thought but she realizes at that point because she's looking at photos she's looking at video she's looking at all this stuff she realizes it was probably luke that went in there and did that all right uh, and then they get into that conversation yeah and so then they get in this crazy conversation about vigilantes mm-hmm. where scarf is like hey man if they're willing to do our work for us and you know, handle all this stuff. Like, why should we care? Like, it makes it easier, you know, safer for us. Like, we can, we can't walk into a building and, mm-hmm. you know, with all this gunfire and not get killed or shot or hurt. Like, these guys can do it. And he's like, you know, unless my, my, you know, holster, gun in my holster turns into a magic hammer, like, this is all irrelevant. Like, what we do, you know, is when it comes to this is, is kind of irrelevant. And Misty kind of goes into her tirade about, these people are not trained. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they haven't, they haven't been through any kind of training. They don't know. They don't realize the consequences of their actions and all this. And it was, it was interesting. So 
One of the things they didn't talk about was the now this came out before this is before Age of Ultron or uh, before Civil War. Uh, no, this is after because it's October when this came out. So this came out after Civil War, but they don't mention the Accords. No, and so we talked about this before about maybe that this these series take place closer to the first Avengers movie than they do anything else because there's not. But then they they drop. Uh, I think they they do drop a date in there, but. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what, um, you know, how this shakes out. But they didn't mention any of the other heroes. They kind of, it's almost like they make a. They were kind of halfway talking about, obviously, uh, Daredevil. I'm assuming because they, you know, they specifically specifically vigilantes. Right, right. Um, and probably Iron and, Man. I mean, you got Iron Man out there doing stuff. Yeah. So that, you know, yeah. that's part of it. And the Hulk, like Iron Man and the Hulk, are basically it. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that they they had this little conversation about you know how each of them feels about, and then of course knowing what Scarf is up to, the mm-hmm. fact that he would come down on the side of people, you know, acting on behalf of right. law enforcement was interesting. It almost seemed I don't know, like when she, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, it almost it didn't come off as genuine that she would feel that angry about vigilantes. If anything. Scarf, who we know, I mean, it's so obvious that he is the he's a crooked oh, yeah. cop. He, you would think he would be the one to not like vigilantes because they would have a better chance of getting caught. Right, right. If you're a vigilante, would have a better better chance of catching this, you know, catching Scarf doing this stuff than you know than a good cop. I, I like, I don't like. I know they. I always took it as. Is maybe Scarf like purposely taking that side of the argument to throw off the fact that he's a dirty cop? Yeah, I guess that I guess that would be the case. But it just like when she kept going on and on and on about it, it was just like I just don't see her being that like with all the things she's seen in the streets, what's going on, and being a part of it. Like she is a part of Harlem. Like she's sure, yeah, absolutely. She's not outside of it. So like. I just would I would I rather have seen her be a little bit, bit more conflicted, like, especially since no one yeah, was hurt. Yeah. Like she even mentioned in the conversation. Yeah. All those bullets and no bodies. And you would think, you know, like I would I wish she had kind of argued with herself like, you know, like he did this, you know, like it's it's wrong. But, you know, like. Right. Like it's it just, you know, like even if it had more of a conversation of. We know because of the in- the incident did happen because that's why the city is so dangerous now because people the you know money were was pulled out of Harlem and other places like Harlem and that's why the crime is so rapid like you know it's it's not like now and if that was kind of kind of the conversation where because of these enhanced people they're kind of the reason we're in the predicament that we're in even because of all these resources that are taken away, uh, you know, just because of what happened. I like, I know they didn't want to mention the incident much, but it basically is the reason, you know, why things are so bad, you know? So I thought they, I I hope like as they progress with uh, Iron Fist and then defenders and whatnot, that they don't, restrict the talk of it too much like it's okay if you don't want to mention things from the movies i get that but 
the one of the important things is the setup of why New York looks like it does and not like it New York is now is because of that incident right. and taking right. all that. That's why when you keep telling us how dangerous the city is, it's, you know, like we should know, like we know that's the reason, like remind us the reason is because of that incident. And that's why, you know, it's so dangerous and, and, and why there's so many, you know, people are, are, uh, in a position they are with people just, you know, stealing and, and the crime is just so rampant right now. Um, but I'd wish that they had had more of that conversation, but I, you know, it seems like they were so kind of timid about mentioning too much about, you know, what's, what's going on in the films. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then after they have this conversation, Scarf gets a phone call. Turns out uh, Chico wants to talk. So he tells Misty, mm-hmm. no, you stay here. I'll go, I'll go take care of Chico. And so, of course, he goes, gets Chico. They take some, get some, something to eat. They have a nice conversation. He's trying to – he basically gets enough information out of him and then strangles him with his tie and then throws him in the trunk and uh, – so that kind of seals the right. deal with Scarf. Like we pretty much knew all right. along he was crooked, but that 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 seals the deal with with Scarf. Um, so of course, all that money was stolen. Word gets back to Cottonmouth that seven million dollars. So we find out the money wasn't even stolen because of the shooting, mm-hmm. because of the chaos and everything. The cops show up. Right. The cops go in. They Seize see it all. this mm-hmm. this area where there's duffel bags full of seven from. million dollars. Uh, Where'd you get it from? So, mm-hmm. of course, they seize it. So, um, genius, right? Like, how do you take money away from bad right. guys without stealing it? You met the right. cops take yeah. <laughs> um, uh, So, that was pretty cool. So, obviously, the money gets confiscated, which puts Cottonmouth in a bad spot because yep. he has no reserve cash. It puts Mariah in a black bad spot because she she's – this is all like campaign contributions and donations and other kind of stuff that she's uh, she used to kind of front up uh, uh, Cornell's enterprise, which he turned around, used that money to make more money to turn around and give it back to her. Well, now that it's all seized, he can't mm-hmm. give it back to her to to use for you know it's like it's put them both in a bad spot, and they you know he's going off the rails and she's going off the rails. and he calls her Black oh, Mariah yeah. and. She mm-hmm. loses it. I mean, this is the first clue where she can be. <laughs> that's his way of because he was angry. That's pushed. his last. You know, that's the way yes. of hurting her. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, again, call back to the comics. Mm-hmm. When she was introduced in the comics. She was introduced as Black Mariah because we all know in the 70s, if you were involved in comics and had a pseudonym, Always. it had to have the word black in front of it. Always. If you were if you were black. Um you know, you can't, you can't yeah. not have that, which is crazy. Um, so it was kind of a callback, but at the same time taken, you know, you know, she took it in the worst possible <laughs> sure way and does. threw a glass at him. Uh, and she got really bad. Uh, so again, another, another great scene between the two of them. Uh, but of course, Cottonmouth figures out who it was that did it. Um, because scarf basically says, yeah, I took care of your man, Chico. Um, he's in, he's in the trunk. You need to go, go, you know, he's sitting at the bar, mm-hmm. takes the best bottle of booze off the shelf, pours himself a drink, and says, "Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I feel bad about your money being taken, but you owe me a favor because I took care of your boy Chico, and somebody needs to get him out of the tr- out of my trunk." 
Um, and he basically tells him, yeah, Chico told Luke all about your operations and all about your dealings. And, you know, I he Chico came to the police because it was his turn to step up. Like Luke stepped up and took took out, you know, his operation. And Chico, it finally sank in with him that he needed to make good on Pop. So, um, so then Cottonmouth realizes that it was Luke. He traces some down. Luke's just trying. He he drops the the eighty thousand or the the one duffel bag full of money that he took back off with Bobby, and tells Bobby, you know, like here here's your money. You know, like you said, right. nobody asks questions <laughs> um, if the stuff gets paid. So then he goes back to his place to just sit down and have a meal, um, and has the money to pay back Connie uh, because he's buying his rent and everything else. So he's able to give her some money to kind of make up for everything that happened. Uh, and as they're kind of having a nice quiet moment. Uh, there's Cornell on the building on the opposite corner, pulls out a rocket launcher and, uh, takes out the, the building. Uh, and that's how the episode ends. Uh, so then we get episode four, step in the arena. And this again, mm-hmm. picks up immediately where the last one right. left off. You know, that we see that they're Connie and Luke are trapped underneath the rubble. Uh, they're both at this point unconscious uh, and this episode four is basically a flashback to mm-hmm. this is Luke Cage's origin. Like we we get his origin, and it's kind of cool because obviously he's unconscious, so it's a good it's a good way to to frame you know like you know to show time passing for him you know them trapped in there to get out and how it it, it goes in. Um, so we we see him arriving at Seagate Prison. Um, you know, they talk about how he was a cop and, and that's something that I'm hoping when I watch this again, the second time I pick up on stuff more, but it seems like the whole thing that he was a cop isn't really elaborated on. Like it's sometimes they emphasize the fact that he was a cop and then other times they talk about how he was in the military. And it seemed like as the series goes on, they talk more about the fact that he was in the military than he was a cop. Cause then they also talk about like when he was young and coming up like him and, um, him and Diamondback were basically, you know, kind of on the outs. Like they were, they were, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. typical teenagers that got into well, most of the they shouldn't have done all <laughs> the the cop stuff that's mentioned. It's only mentioned really in this episode, and and what's mentioned is he wasn't really yeah. a good cop either. Like he wasn't a bad, like he wasn't scarf kind of cop, but he, yeah, he did do some things. Yeah. He he said it. He said it this way. He said. um I got caught for something I didn't do, but there were things they'll never catch me for. And that was, that's the trade off. Like I I wasn't clean, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a murderer, but I wasn't clean either. And that's it. They leave it at that. And, and, um, it kind of like, he deserves the punishment. Like he kind of gives up hope, you know, him giving up hope is, he kind of deserved it, but they do go. Yeah. That military stuff, they do kind of flip it. Like he was military and then he wasn't military. Like they don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. Like they just, and there's no, and maybe the, I don't know, maybe they're saving it up for next season. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. Where they don't give you everything in one shot. So, um, so yeah, so you know we get the cliched head guard Rackham. You know he's like a total cliche of every prison guard right. you've ever seen in every show that has a prison guard. Um, you know where he's got some shady stuff going on, um, and you know he kind of welcomes everything in. And and again, it kind of serves why. So Shades is in prison at Seagate with Luke, 
but again, his name was Carl mm-hmm. Lucas at this point. It wasn't Luke Cage. Um, he has like a, his hair is is much. <laughs> well, a he has hair, um, and he's got like a full bushy beard. Uh, so he looks, you know, I mean, he looks different. So it explains why Shades doesn't recognize him. Uh, because, you know, as soon as he shows, I mean, whenever Luke sees Shades, I mean, even in the first few episodes, he kind of tries to like turn around or, you know, change. And then there's, there's a point, a couple points where Shades sees him, um, but he doesn't recognize him. And, and again, obviously because he, you know, has all, you know, has this, this full head of hair and this, and this bushy beard, like right. he doesn't look they like need, the Luke that we know. Right. Well, they, it, it, it first of all, they need better Afro wigs for TV. That was kind of, yeah, <laughs> that, that looked was crazy. Little, that, that, uh, yeah, that looked crazy. <laughs> it was just so much hair. Like it was, yeah. it was just so. It was almost like yeah. a hat. Like you <laughs> yeah. take the hat off and just and just uh, say good day, <laughs> yes. good day, and put the hat back on of hair. And then <laughs> as it got bigger, it got crazier. Yes. Like it was just, uh, yes, <laughs> it could have found a better way to, to show when a man stare girls yeah. out like that like it was just fun it was almost comedic i could not like i cracked up over and over again every time i saw him with all that hair it looked it, yeah, looked, it, was, off. it looked off yeah i i yeah yeah but but i mean i get the point, right, the point to, of it yeah, was to show yeah, like how he's truly given that. up it, like he's just you know you know, it got longer and longer, you know, and, and more unkempt. And I mean, at one point, yeah. squabbles even yeah. like, when's the last time you took a shower? You know, because he, he's just gotten so like dejected. Um, but we find out that Riva is the prison shrink. Uh, and of course, you know, like in most prison movies where, uh, you know, the, the, the person coming in is, is innocent, the shrink has to, uh, has to fall mm. for the, and again, the, the outsider, the like he's um, there, like I'm not one of you. I don't, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna talk to you. In fact, I'm, I'm like talk, I'm pretty I'm much disgusted share. by it. just all of you being here. Like I'm not one of you. He said it in 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 group. Yeah. Like I'm not one of you. And and one thing that was weird though, yeah. like there's one thing you don't do, and they kind of erased it so it wouldn't be that issue in jail. Like by Reva, you don't call him out as being a cop in group. Like in prison, like that was just no, so no. left field to do yeah. that, and that's not something yes. that would have been done. Yes. Like, there's just yeah, that would you would never do something like no, that. No, and way. then they tried to like fix it. Yeah, he's like, well, I never put any way in sight, so I don't. I'm not. I don't and that's like, no, like, they would have still what? tried to get you because uh, yes. you're a cop. Like, plain and simple, you're a cop. Other, if a cop arrested me, I'm in jail. You're a cop. Guess what? You're gonna get the hate. You're gonna get the hate from yeah. your fellow inmates because you're just because you're a police officer. It doesn't matter. And a police officer that got arrested, they're probably gonna believe that you did it. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna really wanna, you know, really wanna mess with you, if not just wanna kill you. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was odd too. Like even I remember when I when she first said it, I was like, oh no, no, she did not say that. Like, I mean, wait a are minute. you trying this to train pro- kills? This like, is a train. This is a cha- train professional. A train like, professional minute, working with prisoners. Like, no, yeah. you wouldn't. You would not say that in group. No, uh, never. They would have had to transfer him out in that yep. ep- like in that same exact uh, meeting. He would not have been allowed to go back to his cell after that. He had to go. Yep. Um. But, you know, he first gets there even uh, – so Shades and his partner, they 
they try and rough them up. And of course, Luke is, you know, takes, takes care of them pretty easy. Uh, and then just kind of, you know, just like takes his punishment. Cause he's like, look, I'm just trying to survive. Just trying to um, lose that. Yeah. Uh, and, but in that group session, he, they even start talking about, there's rumors of these experiments. Yeah, like yeah. I hear these rumors are experimenting on people. Like this guy disappeared and he never came back. And, you know, he had, he had a life sentence and, you know, what, whatever. And she's yeah. like, no. And Reeve even says, no, this is not, I'm telling you, this is not true. Like he must've you know, turn state's evidence or he had something to say or he got transferred or released or whatever, right. but they are not experimenting on anyone in this prison. Um, and she's real adamant about that. Right. Which, and Squabbles which again, is like, mm, he would not, you know, yeah, yeah. that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. Uh, so Rackham wants Luke to fight. Luke doesn't want to fight. And so he basically sets Squabbles up. Like they go up to somebody they pull out a shiv, stab this guy, and then the, the Rackham says, Squabbles has a shiv, Squabbles has a shiv. And so then the guards come in and they beat the crap out of him. And he basically says, yeah, I'm, we're just going to probably end up killing this guy if you don't fight. And so Luke you know, feels that sense of honor mm-hmm. and, um, and says, okay, fine. You, know, just, you leave and be. But he has to be on my side. He's going he's gonna to be with me. Right. Like, he, he doesn't even leave it the chance that, they're, you know, that they, they won't mess with him. So he's, <laughs> he's got to be with him. So... So obviously he starts to you know he a he knows how to fight but b he starts you know training. Um, I like when him and Squabbles have that conversation about who their favorite uh, martial arts. Right. Because you know, a minute he prefers Jet Li over Bruce right, Lee. Right. Because for a second you think Squabbles ain't a trainer, and then he throws yeah. in that he was a he won uh, the golden golden gloves. I think like he a, said he did. Yeah, seven year gold yeah, glove. Yeah, he, or he like threw that. that in there like yeah, but I. Yeah, but I can still I can really fight though. I'll, yeah, I can really yeah, fight. Yeah. Just games, but I, I was playing with the other stuff, but I can really fight. Uh, so they set him up for his first fight, and there was an interesting little exchange. So, mm-hmm. so Shades and and his and his buddy that they hang out with, he go they go up to Luke and they're kind of getting him ready, and he goes, he says, "What kind of n word are you?" And then Luke looks at him, he goes, "The kind that doesn't like to be called right. the n word," and it's just like he's real mm-hmm. adamant about that, and mm-hmm. again it goes back to that second episode, right. you know, where that kid's behind him and he says, you're going to, you know, he, he kind of, he chastises him yeah. for, for using that. You're going to call me that um, in front of this, you know, like what this yeah. building was supposed to say, the naming of this building signifies and where we're standing. And like, yeah. again, he's like, he's in prison. Now, I mean, you're in prison, but again, he's like, but I'm not in prison. Like he's kind of outside right. of that. Like I'm not, I'm not really here, here. Like I haven't accepted the circumstances right. of being here. So I thought that was interesting that again, the, you know, he's real adamant mm-hmm. about like, you, you know, no, this is not who I am. And then of course he starts fighting and then they have the kind of the montage and he gets more savage. Right. Like he gets, like he starts to get colder and colder. He drops out of group. He doesn't show up. Breaking arms. Yeah. He's breaking limbs. Yeah. He's- um, and then Reva notices like, Hey, you know, she sees that he's, you know, he's got, some scars on him and you know he's mm-hmm. he's has been beat up <clears throat> you know they kind of have a have his conversation and Luke wants to get out like he's he realized like he's like look I can't keep I can't keep doing this I I have to get out so he tells Reva Rackham has figured it out like that that I have an attachment to you so right. you need to get out like you need to just like leave here and don't come back and then she lets him know that you know because Rackham got wind that he wanted to quit that they killed uh squabbles like he's dead and then 
you know, to further, you know, he, he, he wants to get out of it. So shades and the other dude, this time they come at him, not just, you know, one-on-one, but, uh, you know, they've got like, uh, brass knuckles and yeah. you know, they've got weapons. Nah, shivs yeah. And- uh, and they go after him, and this time they just they beat him nearly to death. Like he yeah. he is pretty much at death's door, and uh, Reva finds him, and she begs um, Doctor Burston, who is played mm-hmm. by Michael Kostroff, who, if you watch The Wire, he was the shady lawyer in The Wire. Yeah. Like he's he's, he's he's a he's, he's always big, shady. Yeah, he's a big character actor, but yeah, he always yeah. plays somebody shady. Always. And he's been kind of creeping around the prison. Like even Luke even makes makes mention of. It. He's like, you know, you work with this guy. He's always creeping around the prison. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's he up to? Like, what's his deal? Um, and so she Reva begs Burston to to help him. And he and he has a thing about trust, and and that's yeah. the other thing that he constantly goes about is not trusting people. And he thinks automatically she did it. He right. thinks that she was the one that told. Uh, rack him and that they, he was going to leave, or he's trying to, you know, get yeah. evidence on him, and and it wound up, you know, he winds up finding out later it was squabbles, but after they beat him, yeah, nearly to death, to death, yeah, to death, that he even said anything, yeah. I think it. We were supposed to get the acknowledgement. Watching it again, I guess like the guard, one of the guards, they made a a, a show of having one of the guards be closer to them pacing back and forth oh okay yeah yeah. so i want i guess that was supposed to be kind of like the guard he you know overheard something not right and that because i because i thought to myself how would they even know it was real convenient that just when he told squabble if squabble didn't yeah tell on him until they got after him well how would they even know to go after squabbles in the first place like what was the connective tissue right that would think that he was going to do something like something wasn't yeah. right and i and when i saw it again i watched it again and you see the guard up there i'm thinking okay they could say that the guard might have saw them talking and thought you know went to the went to the warden was like i don't know something's not right with them they were talking about something and you might yeah. want to get on that see what's going on so burston agrees to heal him puts him in the tank uh and of course I thought this was a really clever way to work in the original costume. <laughs> right, like, right. uh, cause the, yeah, cause they, uh, you know, I mean, obviously when Luke Cage first showed up in the comics, he had this metal tiara. <laughs> he had the, 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 the wrist, the wrist, the metal wristbands. Yeah. He goes to a he costume big, shop to get it. Like he's, he's trying to find yeah. an outfit to wear and he's, and he's like, I don't, he only has so much money and he's looking and, and he's in the you know in the costume shop. It's like it's a it's a tiara and a this and a that. And he's like, <laughs> uh, you know, like I I got to put on something to to you know to get people off my scent, you know, because he did escape from prison. But they put this metal. It's it's almost like a like a like a contact right. you know for an electrode or something. Right. That ends up being you know this tiara thing that has this attachment <laughs> to keep his head <laughs> down. And then they put the you know the 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 bracelets on him to again keep his right. hands uh down and and they start doing you know they pump this fluid in there rackham comes in um he's pissed off at burston because he's going to actually save him uh and he he turns the knob on the temperature gauge which cranks the temperature up uh of this concoction and of course you know 
superhero comics being superhero right. comics. Uh, that's what gives him these. these that's abilities. right. Turn so, the power oh, up. Oh, you get superpowers. Yeah, turn the turn it up. Yeah. Uh, so the whole thing blows up, and uh, Rackham is dead. Uh, the doctor is is out, and uh, the, you know the alarms go off. The guards are coming in. Uh, and he punches the wall and punches through it, and that's when he realizes yeah, and frustration, oh, okay, like he's seeing yes. there all this stuff. He, yeah, so he's able to punch through the wall, and it, meanwhile, while this <laughs> is going on, they're cutting back to him literally being um, underneath right, the rubble right. from from the previous episode, and him and Connie, and he tells Connie, he's like. Well, the best way to explain this is I'm kind of strong, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because Connie's like, "How are you doing all this stuff and what's going on?" So as he's punching up through the rubble to get out with mm-hmm. him and Connie, they're super, you know, they're they're cutting back and forth between him punching the wall and the prison. and the background music kind of sets the it's like it sets the the uh, kind of the tone that you know that this is yeah. one of those moments where he does something you know kind of spectacular. Yeah, there's, that, there's a, Yes. It's yes, building or something, it's yeah. Yeah. So he punches through the, the wall of the prison. He, it's right on the water. He's able mm-hmm. to get out. Um, and then, of course, they show him uh, where he he shows up on land. He needs something to wear because he's, he's just got these shorts <laughs> on or whatever. Uh, and he finds this very large yellow mm-hmm. shirt on uh, the pants. And, of course, the pants are too big. So there's a piece of, of chain <laughs> that he uses of as a course. belt. Um and then it's funny because then he walks up to a car and sees his reflection in the mirror. And he goes, you look yeah, like a damn fool. Sure <laughs> uh, which was awesome. And then, yeah. he, of course, he takes the tear off yes. at that point. And, and, and for America, that's us, all us black people that read comics then thought, why in the world no black man in Harlem <laughs> would dress like that? Like Unless he had no choice. <laughs> yeah, That was funny. Uh, so, so it's kind yeah. of funny that he's basically making totally fun when of he it. said you it's know, a it was, damn. It was, you look like you know. a damn fool. And yes, that yeah. is, you know that was something put in by the you know by the writer. Yes. So it was cool that they they found right. a way to work it in, but at the same time, it totally, found a way to make totally. fun of it too. So that was cool. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, so he gets back together with Riva. Uh, and then that's where they come up with this alternate identity. He shaves his head, you know, grow, you know, has, you know, uh, shaves him, you know, his his face, so he has the goatee. And then, you know, th- events play out that way, as as we saw in uh, Jessica Jones. So that's right. how that's how all that happens. And then, of course, in the present day, Luke is, you know, he he gets him and Connie out. Um, of course, there's reporters and everything else around, and uh, they want to know who he is. He tries to get away, and then, of course, he turns around and says, "I'm Luke Cage." Uh, and so given that he's been trying to keep this extremely low profile, he's been trying to stay out of the public eye. He's, he's right. technically a wanted criminal, um, you know, under another identity. But, you know, because he's his appearance has actually changed, he's able to kind of uh, right. to kind of get and around. And then momentum so, changes for the uh, Like, you obviously, think it changed. Like, that's the thing with yeah. this show, too. Like, momentum kind of, you know, the pacing kind of moves up. And then all of a sudden it just stops and it goes right back down again. And that's this is one yeah. of those moments where I thought. Yeah. All right, like this is this is it. This is here we go. Where we're gonna really yes, you know, get into the meat and potatoes of this. I really thought, like at this point, it's like okay, now okay, he's got the barbershop back. Yeah, Connie's been pushing him. 
I yep. really thought this is where we're going to go, like Heroes for Hire kind of thing. Like he's that, literally, you know, we're going to get a couple episodes of him just cleaning up the neighborhood by, you know, totally. beating ass and and taking names and and all totally. that. And a montage of him, you know, like people, you know, him going through the, you know, getting calls and him, you know, helping people finding, you know, like just people doing all up with types fruit of baskets and you know, right, 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 uh, like, live chickens you know. and and things like that. Yeah, yeah, you, you you're just expecting that to be the, you know, the next thing, next yeah. episode. But it wasn't, and we'll talk about that. So that, right. was, that was episode four. But uh, but yeah, I think at this point, like like you, I think at this point of the series, I was feeling really good about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 but I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's just the unevenness. That's what I think. That's what the the biggest issue with this show was. I mean, there's 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 so many positives that I think I think just the story is what is what was kind of its biggest disservice. But yeah, I, I mean, it, there were I, again there are things that they wanted to put in this that they would not have been allowed to put in other shows. They wouldn't even have oh absolutely done it. You know, like there are certain cultural things that they were put into the show that uh, they're positives, like they're big positives. But um, but as we go through it, we can kind of get as we get through the other episodes, like we can kind of get into episode by episode the reference of what, you know, what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. So, yeah, a little bit long, but. But good stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and the music. Every like performer, like each episode had a performer in it at the club. Like that's how they introduced yeah. uh, music yeah. and stuff, and and uh, it worked. Like every you know oh, every uh, song yeah. was it had a very strong, uh, strong kind of theme, kind of kind of music to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that worked. And they weren't even big like celebrities that you would know. Like a lot of no, not big. Uh, that everybody would know. They didn't go for that. They went for, you know, like I had a lot of R&B singers in this. Yeah. It's like, you know, who would you get to play in a club in Harlem, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing, not like, you know, and not make it seem like it was like, okay, you know, a bigger club than, than what it really right, was. Right, right. Well, cool. Uh, well, I guess that's pretty much it. Um like I said, we I think we we got everything covered. Mm-hmm. We got our Agents of Shield. We got our Luke yep. Cage. Uh, so we're four episodes down. Nine more to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll, like I said, we'll clip through these probably two at a time. Uh, there's an odd numbered, so maybe I'm sure at one point we'll we'll sneak three or four in uh, if we can bunch them together. I know those middle episodes kind of get to where there's not a ton going on, and then it kind of picks up at the yeah, end. Yeah, there's just so. some beats. Like, uh, you can pretty much, re- yeah. you know, like, there's some reveals. There are a couple of reveals that come out, but there's really not a lot yeah. of, you know, stuff that you, to discuss other than, you know, this yeah. came out. We find out about certain things about certain characters that were mentioned. Well, cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, we I mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll carry it on a little forward since we had a little bit of a break. Uh, send us an iTunes review. Uh, it's all connected on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to go through uh, after this episode, uh, and I will announce a winner for next week's episode. Uh, so I'll give away – I think I'll give away two digital movie codes. Uh, we, we Like I said, we got uh, the full phase two set, set uh, of digital codes sent to us. Uh, and we're just going to give them away uh, to listeners. So 
I will pick at random an iTunes review uh, from the beginning. So if you left one a while ago, don't, don't worry, you won't get left out, uh, and let you pick whichever two of the phase two block that you want uh, to send to. Cool. Uh, and then, of, of course, you can check out everything else uh, that we have going on at hhwlod.com. Matthew should be back next week. Uh, he had a conflict uh, last minute this week, so he couldn't, uh, he couldn't be here, but he will be back next week. Um, and, of course, you can... Uh, listen to all the stuff Daryl has going on, including the podcast that we do together on Tuesday nights, uh, Gotham by Geeks, uh, which we recently interviewed uh, Mitch Garrods, uh, the the artist on uh, Sheriff of Babylon. On uh, for you Marvelites, he did a run of the Punisher with Nathan Edmondson a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. That was fantastic, uh, and he's doing a two issue stint, uh, Batman fourteen and fifteen, which are both out this month. Uh, so you can check that out at the Taylor Network of Podcast dot com and check out all the all the great podcasts that uh, that Daryl and crew do over there as well. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore podcast uh, or head over to Facebook. It's Facebook dot com slash MCU podcast. Uh, and so until next week, we will uh, catch you then. Thanks, everybody.